is what I have instead of coffee. Welcome to Box Press Radio. I'm Dan. I'm Zach. And we're going to talk about some upcoming video games tonight. Um, we we have a Outriders demo. We have an upcoming Magic the Gathering demo. Um, and gosh, what was the other game? Uh, the Diablo 2 uh, remake with yes. also an upcoming alpha and beta. Um, and then probably some other stuff. I'm sure there's other things we'll talk about. Um well, those are the three we want. We definitely want to hit on. Yeah, and then, so side note here, I, I'm going to have to get another new phone. By the way, um, I recently had my phone bricked by an update. I have a Google Pixel Three XL. I think you oh, have the God. same phone. I do have the same phone. Um, the last, I want to say, like two months ago, there was an update that bricked my phone. Like it just wouldn't turn back on. And I had to take it into a phone repair place they referred me to to have them verify it was broken. They're like, yeah, it's really broken. I'm like, what did you do? <laughs> it's and real I broke. Like, I was like, it, it updated, and then it didn't turn on. And they were like, oh, that's not good. Um, and apparently they had three other people come in that day for the same problem. Um, well, what had preceded that issue was my phone's... Uh, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth would not work, and I kept getting a crash error message saying system UI crashed and cannot continue working. Um, and now I'm getting that with Wi-Fi cannot continue working, system UI, and Bluetooth. Um, so I basically can use my phone as long as I don't try to turn any of that stuff on and only use data, which is not conducive to anything that anyone's doing ever um especially considering i don't go anywhere i'm always home so i always have wi-fi i mean i kind of so i'm like in the in-between right now like i have unlimited data now so i don't really care but i I don't also i wanted me to pay more (laughs) and i was like no we kept so we we kept paying more and more and i had been telling my parents for years like you know I, i went out across the country twice traveling i needed data yeah um like gps takes up a lot of data and like yes. most of the music i saved to my phone so that wasn't an issue but um or like when i had jobs where i had or like even business trips where it was like yeah i don't have access to wi-fi but like i need to use my phone yeah um so we kept paying more and more and more and it got to the point like i kept asking can we please get unlimited can we can i stop worrying about this and so we looked into Unlimited, and we ended up paying so much that getting Unlimited was actually like $30 a month cheaper. Yeah, that's that's what happened with our fucking actual internet, because we have data caps here on our Comcast internet, and they, they, they go by Xfinity, but it's Comcast. Um, yeah. We were paying the max $200 in extra overage every month for going over our data cap because we watch Netflix. And if you watch Netflix and anything over 480p, it's like over a gig an hour. Um, So if you, you know, like if you have a kid like us, you're watching, you know, probably 20 hours of Netflix a day, you know, just by them leaving it running and you watch a few shows, it easily goes up to like 10 to 15, 20 hours a day 
Um, yeah. So you're running through, we go through about two to five terabytes of data a month, depending on what games update for me. Cause I'll get like, you know, 60, hundred gig downloads occasionally. Um, and it, it really adds up. So we ended up spending, it costs us an extra 50 bucks a month for unlimited data here for our internet, which is an unlimited resource. Yeah. Um, it, it's ridiculous, but it, it ended up being cheaper, just like you said, to pay the 50 bucks instead of anywhere from 100 to $200 extra per month. Um, speaking well, of which, my internet is cutting out occasionally. So if I disappear, I'll be back in like 30 seconds. Yeah, no, I um, t- t- trust me. I know how that goes. And it I've seems been to there. Just we have to remember that. It seems to just be my laptop, so I don't know if it's Wi-Fi because my Wi-Fi doesn't work on my phone, so I can't check. Um, like if it's the router or if it's just my laptop is just like dying, which is probably the case because it's like six years old, seven years old. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I disappear, we'll we'll edit it out. You guys won't really notice it unless we mention it, but, uh, I'll be back in like 30 seconds. It just reconnects. Uh, but yeah, like, no. So now that we finally got unlimited and I don't really need unlimited data anymore. Um, I also live in a like black hole where my phone signal never connects to anything anyway. Yeah. So now the data is entirely useless and I have an unlimited amount of a useless resource. Mm-hmm. That feels good. I mean, at least you don't have to worry about it either way. I mean, luckily when I'm home, I'm usually on my computer, and I prefer people to never, ever call me again. Yeah, I, Please I, had, don't call me. I had one of those days where I got a ton of phone calls that I actually had to take. Like, for whatever reason, they scheduled my grandma's second vaccine twice. As so you they, do. So they called, and they were like, hey... Uh, we have you on the schedule here, but, uh, it looks like you were already here. And I'm like, yeah, about that. Why am I on your schedule again? And they were like, Especially oh. if you can see that I was already here. Yeah. They were like, we're just calling to let you know, you don't need to show up. And I'm like, thanks. We got it. You know, but like, I didn't want to not take that call and have some sort of issue arise out of it. Like you didn't get your second shot or something. I mean, I am so happy you taught me one of the things that has oh, vastly the Google, improved uh, the quality of my life, which the is Google screening Assistant. calls. Yeah. Yes. Talk to oh my, my robot. God. I hey, make you have a robot bouncer now. <laughs> if I don't know what that number is, my robot is answering every call. I, I am screening everything. I don't care. And you know what? It's effective because like the people that are calling and actually need to talk to me, they're like, hey, this is Bill from Lowe's. We're calling because we wanted to show up a half hour early to install your microwave. And I'm like, cool. And it just says, except we're connecting your call. Please hold for a moment. And then I'm like, hey, how are you? And they don't even mention it. Like, it's fine. You know, I've had one. I, I had a job interview like a couple of years ago where the person was like, yeah, it, it seems like you had somebody screening your calls. And I'm like, yeah, it's my phone. <laughs> like, <laughs> They were like, well, I didn't really expect to talk to a robot when I called you. I don't really care for that. And I was like, okay, I, I don't think this is going to work out, but thanks for your time. Like, if, <laughs> if you can't handle, like, 
an automated call screener, like, I don't want to work for you because we're going to have issues anyway. I would have just been like, look, here's the deal, all right? You hire me, you pay me the monies, I show up to work on time and get things done. So feel free to not call my phone. Yeah. <laughs> like... But seriously, though, like if you if you can't handle a phone screening service that comes I mean, how do you phone, how, how do you how do you run a business? Like what business? What other well, that, business what do you ever deal with? Yeah, it, it's people 100%. that feel like they need you to be there at their beck and call, regardless of whether or not you even know them. <laughs> like, yeah, like that's not who I want to work for. And there's a lot of those people. There are a lot of those people. Well, to be fair, I'm not working for anyone ever again. But anyway, we digress. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if my internet cuts out, I'll be back is, is the gist of this. Um, and yes, the, the phone screening bullshit is so nice. So wonderful. I get, okay. and honestly, let me look real quick. I can tell you how many spam calls I had screened today because it's a lot. Um, let's see. I'm waiting for a friend to call me from a number that I don't know, just so I can see what they say. Because, like, I've told people I have the screen caller, and I'm like, if you want me to pick up, just start being like, you know, pick up, you fucking piece of shit, like that kind of stuff. Um, But the problem is, my friends are my friends, and they know not to call my phone. So that doesn't happen. Jesus Christ, I had 26 calls screened and blocked. I think the number of calls I'm getting is actually going down since I started using the Google Assistant thing. Yeah, probably because they just their algorithm writes it off. Yeah, <laughs> we dialed and got another computer. There's some pretty phenomenal uh, YouTube videos of uh, computers talking to each other on phone calls. <laughs> yeah i've seen some of those yeah those they're really right. good it, it's upsetting <laughs> but it's really entertaining um and the fact that like if if a call comes up and it looks like it might be legitimate like they start like talking back your phone will like prompt you and give you like a few options to have the robot read off like hey could you tell me a little bit more about why you're calling or i'm not interested remove me from your list <laughs> like <laughs> Like, I like that it's like, this might be real, but we're not sure. You can tell them to fuck off or not. <laughs> I'm not I'm not big on Google as a company. I try to stay away from Google as much as possible, which is, you know, difficult in this particular yeah. time and era. But um, that may be the best thing that Google has ever done. Mm-hmm. And I'm very happy about it. <laughs> Dude, I, like, I just, I can't believe how many calls I screen that way. Like. Normally, I just don't. It, I don't pay attention to my phone like every minute. I pick it up like every hour, and like you know, respond to whatever I need to. Um, but I always have my phone on silent unless I'm waiting for a call, and then it's on vibrate. Um, yeah, I legitimately it's a, it never be, have sound on my phone. If I start doing anything after I check my phone, my phone's almost always on silent too. So I'll just like, it'll take me like 40 minutes to an hour to respond to someone to be like, Oh, Hey shit. Sorry. I wasn't ignoring you. I just, I'm ignoring my phone in general. Yeah. It, I, I just don't pay attention. And like, usually my phone is sitting on a desk. So if someone calls me, it lights up and I notice it. Right. Unless I'm busy and then I don't notice it. And that's exactly the same as anything else. Yeah. 
Like if a phone rings and I'm busy, I'm still not going to answer it. Um, but anyway, so the Outriders demo. Um, yeah, so we we played. Uh, how much of we, that did you play? I played as much as you saw me play. Okay, I played. More. I don't know. I don't know if you stayed to the whole. Th- I did not make it to the end of the demo. I did not. I, try I did another. Yeah, class. I stayed through the whole stream. Um, because yeah, you were like, yeah, I, I was like, I gotta go to bed, but that was cool. And you're like, I think I'm done with this anyway. And I was like, yeah, that's a good <laughs> choice. Um, so it's it's one of these games. It's very unfortunate. Everything it does, I, I think it does right. Um, <laughs> so much to the point of like. Why would you play this if you could play literally anything else? So I, I think what they did was they they looked at the division and said, that's a really good game model, but we think we can do better. And then I think their aspirations with voice acting and their 3D effects and their loot and all of that really got in the way. And their budget seems to have run out because like half of the stuff is really good and half of the stuff feels like they just threw it in. Yeah. And like barely got it working. Like there's a few inconsistencies, but like let me so you played through which character did you play? The uh, uh the Trickster. Trickster. Okay, that's the only one I haven't played. So I played through the whole demo on the technomancer and the destroy destroyer i think it is mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure um and then i actually got to a side quest i couldn't complete on the pyro because there is a side boss like a mini boss that you actually well i'm sure you can beat him but he is he's resistant or immune to fire damage and as the pyro you don't have any ability to like interrupt him or to uh, do anything other than damage him with your gun. All of your abilities become useless. So I, I never got to that part, but I largely found the abilities useless. Like you kept saying cool shit about the classes that you played. And like, it's the trickster. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think they're just going for like an RPG element in a game that doesn't require it remotely. So, but I, it was just like further. run straight up to them and then like use this ability. And it's like, great. There was no reason to be close to anybody. There's no real melee. Um, and shotguns, I mean, there is a melee attack. Like, I don't. Sure. But why? Like, well. There's reason. You need to you need to give me a good reason to use a a melee weapon okay, when so, you have like a gun. You know what I mean. So here's the thing is, and and I'll give people credit because I talked a lot of shit about this game initially after my first demo playthrough, and I was like, hey, I don't think I like this game because it feels fucking stupid. Like the abilities are pretty useless. Um. The guns are really generic. There's not a lot of variety. Like, there's literally no difference between the light machine gun and the assault rifle. Besides, the light machine gun has a lot more ammo and hits harder. Like, it's a better assault rifle. Um, And people will say, like, oh, it's got, you know, more spread. It's not as accurate. I don't care. That doesn't really seem particularly relevant in this game. There's never that much range because you're always fighting in these like 
you're you're fighting in gosh, you're either in you... close quarters or if you're not in close quarters then like sniper rifles aren't that hard to get a hold of either right what what's the monster closets that's what they call them for oh June. yeah it you, is yeah it, it's monster closet it's wave-based combat well, I mean, um, so much to the point where, like, at one point early, it was fairly early in the story, like, I'd finally got my class and everything, but I got the sniper rifle, and I had yeah. just gotten the sniper rifle for the first time, and I was like, ah, right, you know what I'll do is I'm just going to stay back and see if any more enemies come. No they, enemies. Okay. You, you take so, two steps forward, and they show up. And they just spawn. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay. Yeah, well, why has, did you just give me a sniper rifle? I'm it so has confused. the little, it has the little like doorways that enemies walk out of. That when you walk up to, it's just a black hole that you can't walk into. Um, <laughs> and they do have some of the situations like Borderlands. Do, I don't know if you remember this, but like right next to Firestone in Borderlands One, they'll like kind of crawl out of the walls and over the fence out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, they do that in Outriders as well, which is fine. It's a video game. Like, I, I get it. So, um, I, I don't mind it in something like Borderlands. I feel like that was fine for Borderlands. Um, I, I don't know that that's the route I would have gone for this game. I, I feel like their tech doesn't match the game. It, it looks very apparent. The, like they didn't properly pull the the sheets over my eyes i i can see what's going on and it really conflicts with the cinematic approach they're trying to take um but uh so what they do with the abilities though that i i do agree like people were like oh no you need to do this and i'm like okay okay i, I don't agree with the idea that i need to do this specific thing to enjoy your game um but they were right. So eventually you start getting um, like ability upgrades on your weapons, like blue weapons and armor will be like, you know, reduce the cooldown of this ability or increase the duration of this ability or increase your life leech from damage. Um, so I played the destroyer and I got a bunch of stuff that reduced my cooldown on this ability where you like fly up in the air and choose a target and you like zoom in and pound the ground and like smash any targets around you for a bunch of damage. So I got the cooldown on that to almost nothing. And then I got an automatic shotgun that holds like 27 rounds. So anything that was alive, I just like fucking jackhammered to death with bullets I don't know. At that point, then it seems like you're kind of playing like a. It was like choose your own ability. See, I, I, it sounds to me like Devil May Cry, like a choose your own abilities Devil May Cry, which once again, that's not really what I want in this game. Right. Like I don't want that and cover base shooter. So, and that's that's actually where I take a lot of issue with this game. I think it's my biggest beef with the game is they literally have advertising and like trailers and promo videos where they have a tagline of cover is for pussies. Like legitimately that is the line. And then they built a cover based shooter where they demand that you use cover. It is the first thing that they teach you is to use cover. And I was like, there's no game in history that has been this much of a cover based shooter since gears of war. Yeah, and it's made like, by the Gears yeah. of War people, also, we should mention. Like, it's legitimately a Gears of War clone. 
Um, or if you want to look at it, it's a Division Two clone. It's literally a Division Two. If you play Technomancer, you may as well be playing the Division Two with the turret, the Sentry turret, and a grenade because that those are the abilities you get. Like I feel like that's I feel like what a, a lot of this is is stuff like the Division and um, and uh, Destiny. People were yeah. looking at those games and how they generally did fairly well, um, and, and then tried to make a bunch. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people, and like that always happens with with games, right? Like that's something new. Like everyone tried to capitalize on like Skyrim, Diablo, stuff like that. Um, but I feel like nobody really wants more of this. Like Destiny was cool, the Division was cool. Do I want more of either? Nah, I don't know. I feel like I got the gameplay out of those games. Like Destiny, you very quickly beat the story, and that game beats its gameplay into your fucking brain. Um. Well, and to be fair, Destiny and like the division, Destiny took their story out of their game. Like you don't play the story anymore if you start a new character. Yeah, it's not something like Diablo where you get to the end of Diablo and you're like, you know what? I definitely want something else different, but very similar. Like I want to play that style of game again, you know? Right. Right. It doesn't have like a, the gameplay loop itself I thought was pretty bland. Um, it was either, it was either sit and cover and snipe people, or if you have the abilities for it, you can absolutely just charge in and just murder everything. But the problem with that is when you hit a boss, your charge in and murder everything approach doesn't work anymore. And granted, I got to the point with a character, my destroyer character, where I could legitimately just use my like third ability, the strong like super ability, yeah. almost indefinitely. And you're like invulnerable while you're like up in the air aiming. So I could just keep smashing this guy for like ten to- like a full clip worth of damage from my gun. And then I had a secondary ability that was reflect bullets. So if it was a boss that used a gun, I just hit two and it just, you know, it has a duration. And at the end of that duration, it reflects all of the damage back at the enemies. And if there's only one enemy, it all goes to that one enemy and it just insta kills a boss. And I was like, okay, well this is stupid. I easily broke this game. I wasn't even trying. Um, And then you have the alternate issue of if you have the wrong setup, you legitimately can't complete it. Like, yeah, it's straight up impossible. Like numbers wise, you can't do it because like a lot of the bosses will heal. Okay. We got to talk about the biggest elephant in the room with this game because I'm watching somebody do like a like a playthrough of it right now. mm -hmm. Um. Like, we're shitting all over the gameplay, and you know what? There is a solid 30 minutes before you even get to the fucking gameplay. Oh, you mean the trash story and cinematics? Oh my god, okay. The story is uh, schizophrenic. I don't know how else to fucking describe it. And that's if you can get through the shaky cam. Yeah, I mean, literally, there's just like the, there's like a literal Star Wars opening cinematic with like a vaguely Mass Effect-y kind of story. They, they um, went like and then Avatar everything Years comes of War. Out, everything comes out, 
it's kind of feeling destiny. You're getting that like it's general sci-fi hope for humanity. And then like aside from uh I guess what could be considered a literal copy of Preston from Fallout 4, like one of the first characters you meet after that is a guy that just comes out of a vehicle immediately after landing on humanity's latest greatest hope and goes, "I'm a dick." And you're like, "What why?" What's the tone of this game? I'm already confused. Everything looks nice, but it looks like a bland uh, Unreal 4 tutorial. Even even the people that like this game are very clear about the fact that they're they're enjoying the new B-tier RPG looter. It it looks like the old school B-games. Even for like RPGs, even for B-games, the voice acting isn't hilariously bad. It's just bad. No, they, they tried to make it serious and it just comes off as bad. bad. It's unaware. Yeah. It's non self-aware bad. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like the voice acting, the characters suck. The story's stupid. I, I, I legitimately so... couldn't, I couldn't name a single character and I did not give a shit about a single character in that game. Like, no, not even remotely. There's a there, one of the first side missions that's I think it's supposed to be impactful is they just straight up fucking murder a shopkeeper. Like the second you meet him, within like ten seconds of you meeting this fucking guy, and they really make this big deal out of it, like you're supposed to care, and it's just like it, it wasn't Marcus from Borderlands Two with this big boisterous personality. It was some fucking old Asian guy that I looked at for maybe 10 seconds before they murdered him. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't know who that was. Why do I care? That sucks. Like, yeah. like, okay. Like that's bad. I guess I'll sure. I'll go collect loot from whoever murdered him. I, um, and I, and I can't tell who is a friend who's a foe who like, there's the guy that's obviously like, I'm a dick, but like, you start off this game trying to help this chick um, and you help her and you're helping her and everyone else survive. And like, you're the guy going out there doing the hard business with all the dangerous creatures and all this other shit while everyone else is just, well, and they do the thing and where then, like you stay young and everybody else is old now. Yeah. So then you go several years into the future. A, nobody recognizes you at first, which, why you look exactly the same. If yeah, anything, they, they 100% would recognize you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two, the chick that you just helped that you were like helping survive and everything, uh, fucking hates your guts now, even though the reason that you've been asleep so long is like entirely her fault. Yeah. She I don't, put you there. I, I don't understand. There's no, I mean, we never got really far enough to be character development, but just the, the character arcs, Prologues don't make any fucking sense. I, I immediately just well, wanted every character to stop talking to me. Ultimately, like they're completely forgettable. And yeah, I, I think I don't. I haven't seen one person that's been like, "Oh man, this game has such a great story." Like everybody is like, "Yeah, no, you can just skip it. It's it, we don't need that." Um, like at this point, they should maybe just do the Destiny thing and just like rip your story out. Like your gameplay is mediocre, so, but that's your that's your best thing. shot. So on the Devastator, I somebody had mentioned that they were speed running the game already. And I'm like, okay, you're not speed running anything, it's a demo. Like there's no point in that. Um 
But second, I was like, okay, I'm I'm just curious how fast can you go through this? Like they let you skip the whole prologue where you go through the whole like walking sequence and landing and all that. Um and you start off like right after you kill the bad guy, the the shithead. Yeah. Um So I beat the entire demo in under 20 minutes. Like I, I got all the way to the end and got the credits and ever and the copyrighted music you can't stream on Twitch in under twenty minutes. I think it was like eighteen minutes. Um, I mean, that's not bad. I don't know. I don't want to say a whole lot about that because demo. I mean, I remember well, no, the game. I'm not saying it's bad yeah. or good. I'm just saying like it's if you thing. strip out all that, you know, extraneous bullshit and just play the game. Like I got a full set of gear weapons that I thought were pretty good, a full build that was just tearing through content. And like, I was stopping and like mining materials that you can't use. So why was that in the demo? Like a lot of weird shit going on with this demo. I I definitely think this should have been called a beta. Um, I I get that it's a demo and that they only let you play so much. But it's really weird they're going to let people keep those characters um, when the game launches. I'm wondering how many people even buy this game. So I I think this is going to be one of those games where they actually make money on it. I think it's going to sell well because they've just spent a shitload of money advertising. Okay, Um, so around here, I I look at video game stuff online all the time. Never seen anything for this. Still not seeing anything for this. Um, I, you know, I drive around. I go to stores and shit. I only just started seeing stuff for this within the past month. Um, and it's been at GameStop, which, despite all the news about their stocks, I've gone in there several times. They're out of all the games. They yeah. have no controllers. They don't carry most old products anymore. They don't have anything like even the toy section is usually wiped out. And I'm just like, okay, so you're advertising a bunch of the store that no, literally there's no reason to go to. So I went into GameStop here. We have two of them within like 10 minutes of my house, like either direction. And I went into both because I was kind of curious after the first one. Um, I went in there around the time I bought a switch because I was like, I want physical copies because I want to put them in my different consoles um, and have them work offline and such. Like there's a reason to buy switch games physical and they're a lot easier to transport. Anyway, I bought a switch at uh, target or no Walmart. No Meyer. I I bought it at Meyer. Cause I, I first went to GameStop and was like, Hey, do you guys have any switches? And they were like, no, dude, like nobody has switches because this was at the height of the pandemic. Right. Um, yeah, I remember there being a big shortage. And I was like, because I, I really legitimately wanted a switch because I just wanted to play some games on switch. I wanted to play the new Pokemon game, which I ironically still have not played. Um, But I really wanted one. I ended up finding one, went and bought it. Um, And I was like, oh, I, I really want these games on, you know, a physical copy of these games. So I I picked up what I could find that I wanted at Meyer with the console. And then I was like, Oh, I'll just stop by GameStop and pick up the other ones. Cause they have everything right. Like every time I've gone there, they're like, yeah, we have like 72 copies of this fucking game used. Um, and they were like, Oh no, we don't, we don't have any games in stock. You have to order them. And I'm like, what? 
They're like, we can have them here in like three or four days. And I'm like, I, I straight up said to the guy, I was like, no, no, I have the internet too. I can order games and have them at my house in a day or two. It's called Amazon. I, I literally just had this problem when I went comic book shopping recently. Because yeah. every comic book store will be like, oh, if we don't have this, we can order it. I'm like, yeah, so can I. And that, I wanted, that seems like I a new thing to, to these people. Yeah, I was like, I wanted to read it today. Like, and I, I can was get really, an app and yeah, download I, this this comic book right now. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I was willing to leave my house, get out of my vehicle, walk into this place, deal with you fucking people, because I planned on reading it, like, now. Like, in my if car. I, <laughs> I, I literally could just order it and have it here overnight. So, like... Yeah, and not cost me any extra. It would be cheaper than driving here. Yeah. Like, um, no, I'm not doing so, this. Sorry. So I go into GameStop, and they're like, no, we don't have any. We don't We don't carry... We don't have, like, any games. We have a few. Like, whatever was left in the store, we still have that. You know, like, the shit that people haven't bought. We've got a copy of fucking Madden 2016. But, um... So I'm like, okay... That's sad, but whatever, bye. So I go to another store, and don't get me wrong, the walls are lined with cases of games. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, I'm looking for, you know, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate or whatever fucking game I was looking for. And they're like, oh, we don't have it, but we can order it. I'm like, do you guys have anything, like, in stock? Like, any of the new games or anything? Because Switch games are all the same price. And I was like, you have Zelda Breath of the Wild? And they're like, no, but we can order it. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, you don't have Zelda Breath of the Wild? Yeah. Like, do you have Super Mario fucking All-Stars or whatever fucking, you know, Switch game it was? And they're like, no, but we can order it. And I'm like, I can order it too, motherfucker. That's not the point. Do you have anything? And they're like, oh, we don't really keep games in stock anymore. We just order them when people want them. Or if you want to pre-order a game, we can have it for you launch day. And I'm like, yeah, no, I can pre-order it digitally and get it at midnight, you dumb cunt. And I can do that without wearing clothes. Yeah, like, I, I don't understand how GameStop hasn't completely gone out of business at this point. Because, like you said, their toy selection, they everything was on clearance. They had no new stock. They had t-shirts that nobody's ever going to buy because they were on clearance for $25. Like, I, I, I don't I've understand tried, how they're in business. I've even tried to buy some of their shirts, but they have, like, some of the dumbest fucking shirts ever. I got one cool Overwatch shirt, which was just a baseball tee with, like, black, like, sleeves and, like, a charcoal gray body and just a black Overwatch logo. And that was the last thing I bought at a GameStop. Like, I've seen them, like, a lot of times they'll go in there and it'll be like, um, they'll have a Dragon Ball shirt. I'm like, oh, great, what is it? And it's literally just a shirt that says Dragon Ball. You know, like, the only cool thing they've had that oh. I wanted to buy was socks. They'll have, like, <laughs> Dragon Ball socks or, like, Studio Ghibli uh, socks or, you know, like, whatever. But they're, like, fucking... 12 or 14 dollars a pair like for one pair of socks and i'm like well you can go so my, fuck yourself my 3ds broke and i i'm trying to fix it now because i've gone to a bunch of game stops and they're like you know we don't carry uh 3ds's at all and i'm like 
you know, even if you don't have a new one, that's fine. Like any of the refurbished, they're like, no, no, we don't carry any DS oh, I, products at all. And I'm like, I do have a mom oh. and pop shop here that I can go and buy you a 3DS at. I all the ones around here don't have any, so I have to I, like. I can buy one for out. you and mail it to you. I, well, the, we have some places to check. I just have to drive a little farther out, which is fine. I just need to. I mean, weekend to do ours is like fifteen. Less than fifteen minutes away. Like, let me know if you need one. I can go get you one. Uh, yeah, the other ones I have are know of are like thirty minutes away. So once I check those, if they don't have them, yeah, I give up. Um, um, and they weren't that expensive either. No, it's fine. I still have a lot of three DS stuff that I love. I, um, I have so. the cool uh, Pokemon um, X and Y uh, Blue three DS XL. I just have like a regular XL that is also blue. Um, all right, so let's. I think we shit on Outriders enough. Let's so talk about let's something. Wrap, let's wrap up Outriders real quick because, like, I I feel like that game could be fun. Like the loot was interesting enough. The weapons were kind of cool. I I'm just hoping there's more. I'm hoping it is a demo, and it's not like Anthem when they put their demo out. Which, by the way, Rip Anthem, they're not revisiting that game. It's done. They killed it. Yeah, I figured that was um, happening. I did, too. But you, when, it's when I started hearing, like, Anthem's going to be remade and come back. And I'm like, why? No. No, no I, I hoped it would because I really liked the movement in that game. Like, the flight was really cool. And there was I just love too the much. mecha suit thing. There was too much that they needed to change where I'm just like, just make They a had to game. make a whole new game, Yeah. yeah. Just make a new game at um, that point. But I, I feel um, like, so when they put that demo out, it had all the weapons and all the abilities, or at least almost all of them. Like within like 90%, they had all of them. Um, I, I have a feeling this game is going to be the same where people are like, oh, I hope there's a bunch of new guns. Like, yeah, everybody's like, oh, but the legendaries and exotics, they're so different and they change the whole game. And it's like, well, that's cool but I don't want every single gun to be this ridiculous grind for this one specific gun. I want a variety of weapons. I don't just want these five base types. I want 20 base types. I I think, I think the best that you're getting is like the destiny, like light level thing. Yeah, that's exactly what you're getting or the division where you're getting like gear sets where you get like set bonuses. Like that's the best you can hope for. Um, but I, I think people are actually like overhyping this game. Like I ran into a couple people on Twitter that were like seriously upset that I was shit talking the game and I wasn't shit talking it either. Like I was just straight up like, Hey, I don't think this is a good game. Like I, I think they, they really over promised underproduced and the game is not fun to play. Like, to the point where I was like, this game feels like the the division at launch, like the division two at launch without all of the DLC and upgrades and updates when it was terrible and everyone hated it. That's what this game feels like. And I was like, I'm going to go play the division two and see if I'm right. And I went and played the division two and it's a lot more fun and it looks better. Yeah. I don't know. Like this game, <laughs> like, and I still don't like that game either. <laughs> I think there was just a lack of direction in this game. The The tone is inconsistent. Um, 
the characters are are forgettable and their motivations are questionable. Um, the gameplay seems not unique, really, in any way. Like, I don't really know what they were going for here, and I kind of feel like they just got to a point where they were like, fuck it, we made game. I think they accidentally made The Division. Like, <laughs> like I don't think they were trying to, because it feels more like Gears of War when you're, like, playing, like, the actual, like, game feel or controller feel or whatever you want to call it. I play with mouse and keyboard, but it's a controller game too. If you want to play it that way, um, it, it feels like Gears of War, but it it plays like the Division. If that makes sense, yeah. Um, like you've got your skills, you've got your weapons and abilities, and then you've got your cover based shooter thing that plays exactly like Gears of War or the Division. And it's kind of a mishmash of those two. And then it looks kind of like Anthem because it was built on Unreal Engine. Like, it has a really similar look and feel to it. Um, I, I, I just think that that game... You're right, it had a lack of direction. I think they didn't nail a look or feel. I think it's really inconsistent. And the last thing I'll say is the hair in that game is maybe the most telling thing about it where they clearly did not give a fucking shit. They were like, this is the default hair out of the engine. Everybody has hair that looks like it's out of the Witcher three and it's all crinkly and looks like, you know, blurry textures on top of blurry textures and they just fucking did not care. They were like, we got to get this in here. All right, we're just going to use this fucking default. Like, they fucking put it in the game and didn't change any of the settings. It's, it's really weird. Play. I don't I don't really have a problem with the hair, per se. Because I'm used to this. This looks. This reminds me a lot of, like, Final Fantasy XV. And, like, I think that worked for that game. Because they had the right kind of, like, tone, colors... Like, it looked like it belonged on those characters. This looks like a cheap mod somebody had on the Nexus that they just threw on to change their player character, but nothing else. And it doesn't really look like it fits into this so, game at all. And then, and then you're right. The grass is very much the same way, too. Yeah, where and the trees. The trees are yeah. blurry. They're, the leaves are just... It's speed tree is motherfucker. It's not even speed tree. It's cheap speed tree. It's quick tree. <laughs> it's quick tree. But um, it's a dollar store speed tree. But the thing that really stood out to me, though, is like, if you want to look at something that exemplifies the lack of, like, care or perspective or foresight, I, whatever you want to call it, the lack of thinking ahead and paying attention. So they're saying you get to keep your characters. You log in, you play the demo, you buy the game, and you get to keep playing the characters you played in the demo. That's a cool idea, right? Like, I'm fine with that. Sure. Um, Okay, here's the thing. They didn't give you all the character creation options up front. Can you think of a single reason 
to not let people have all of the character creation, the hairstyles, eye colors, yes. all of that stuff. Absolutely. Why, why would you not let everyone have all of that stuff if you're going to say you can keep these characters and play them after this? There's one very good reason. They're going to make you pay it, for them. It, <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I was just going to say it doesn't work. Like that's, It, it that's doesn't problem. work or you have to pay for them. Those are the only reasons. Yeah. Um, so here's my final here. Here's I, I've come up with uh, my my beta uh, rating system here. So this is this is my rating for the Outriders. Uh, it's coming out this spring for some reason, and then this fall for probably a much more reasonable price. That's that's going to so, be my official rating for this. <laughs> so my last tweet about this game was I can't wait to buy this for ten dollars on the next Steam sale. <laughs> like, like, I would say I would say buy this for uh five dollars because why not buy this for ten dollars because yeah it's probably worth that because buy i'm curious 20, buy this for twenty dollars if you're particularly curious buy this for full price if you're an absolute moron like it, I, buy this for full price if you play if you buy every game that you see streamers playing is exactly yeah. what this is they put a say? whole lot of streamers to play this game like I saw streamers that play like Monster Hunter and shit like that. There was a there was a Twitch bounty where if you played this game you made a shitload of money. You know, you had to play for like an hour and you had to well, play through the, the whole demo. The most telling sign is it seems like they threw a lot more money into their advertising than they probably should have. Yeah. And that makes me feel like they're like, we know it's garbage and we're going to get as many you motherfuckers to buy this at full price as possible. Yeah, pretty much. Like, it's a bad game. Like, I'm sorry, but it is a... If I had to rate the demo as, like, a video game, I would give it, like, a 5 out of 10 because it functioned mostly. I had a bunch of crashes, but also it's a demo, so whatever. Um, But at its best... It worked. It wasn't enjoyable. I was able to play it. It's it's not a terrible game, but at its best, it's just a game. Like at its absolute absolute <laughs> best, I had one moment where I cleared a whole room with a character and the skills felt super powerful and I was like that's really neat. But this is like not fun. Whereas, like, I, if, <laughs> I, where if I, I, you know what, doing all right, but this is just not fun. You know what? If I want to go clear out a whole bunch of enemies and feel like a fucking god, I'm gonna go play Path of Exile and clear entire screens at a time, and it's gonna feel fucking incredible. I'm gonna, I am going to feel like a god playing that game. If I want to jump around and feel like a god, I'm gonna play Devil May Cry. Yeah, or that. Like, yeah. that that's a great alternative. Or yeah. if I want to feel like I'm, you know, playing an RPG and just fucking murking dudes, I can go play Dragon Age. Yeah, pick a game. Skyrim. I don't know. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah, like, there's a lot of great RPGs out there. But, like, as far as, like, the way shooters feel, I'd rather go play The Division 2. I, I booted that up and made a new character and played for... 30 minutes and I was like this is super fun like I'm not having a bad time playing this and it looks a hundred times better 
Like that game looks and works a hundred times better and fucking outriders doesn't even function. I mean, their, their cover system that is mandatory is broken. Like half the time you can't go into cover. So yeah, I realized that I had a lot of trouble with cover and then the enemies all just go behind cover and throw grenades at you. So like, yeah. And blow up your cover. Like if you take too long, your cover disintegrates. It has, yeah, it has health. So overall rating five out of 10 and I'm being generous. Sometimes it works. <laughs> like, five out of ten. It, the, officially a game. It, it's a game. Like, it's a it, game. It's a functional game. That's all I can say about it. You the, the rest play. is not great. <laughs> <laughs> all um, right. So let's talk about something that we know is going to be great uh, without even playing it or touching it. Um, fucking Diablo 2 remake. Yeah. I, I'm really glad you went with that and not Magic Legends because I, I don't think that's going to be great. But um, yeah, I'm really excited about the Diablo 2 remake to the point where I pre-purchased it. Um, I didn't. I should, though, because I know that I'm absolutely going to play it. So I, I pre-purchased this game because I love Diablo 2. It is my go-to I-don't-have-internet game. If I don't have internet, I can play Diablo 2 because it doesn't need internet. Yeah. And well, I don't so do you know that is going to be a thing though? Yes, I 100% know that's true. Because when you they are going to be that... able to have separate offline and online characters, that's this fine. is this is separate from the Diablo 2 classic game. It is 100% a separate well, okay. executable. So that's that's where I get worried because that's what fucking that's what they did with Warcraft 3 Reforged. Mm-mm. No, uh, but it they, was still an they specifically game. said you can play this game offline. You do not need to be online to play this game. This is 100% separate from the old Diablo 2. So if you want to go play the old school with all the mods and all the shit that is a totally separate executable you can still download from Diablo or from Blizzard. It is a separate game. Okay. So they, they are not changing the mod scene. They're not Look, changing that game. They're not touching it. Point, at this point, I'm not... I hold skepticism until the game comes out because I just don't believe anything they say anymore. Like, And that's fair. But if they do, I think they would be... I think that would actually kill them. I, I think that would be the end of Blizzard if they just straight up said like, because they they in the words said, "Hey Crystal, thank you for the rate of seven. Sorry about that. Yay butters. Yay. Um. So they straight up said this game is separate from Diablo two and Diablo two Lord of Destruction on Battle.net right now. The game that you can go and download and play." Yeah, well, the, but mod. that was the same thing. They did the same thing with Warcraft 3, and then they ended up taking the original Warcraft 3, I think, off the page once Reforged came out. So they have said, because they were asked about that, they said, we do not want to do that. This is a different studio developing it. Like, we have the utmost reverence for those games and the mods, and we are not touching that game. We, we we have developed an entirely separate game and that game will be left alone and you can continue. If you never buy this game, 
you can continue exactly on as you have with Diablo 2 forever. So if they go back on that and change it, I really truly think that would be the end of Blizzard. I think people would be so fucking upset that they would just be done with them. I think that would fucking murder their reputation beyond repair. I don't know, they, but they seem really intent on doing that themselves anyway, so I'm just going to keep maintaining skepticism until it comes out, because I just, I don't well, know. Well, let, let's say that they stay true to their word, right? So yeah. we get the new Diablo 2, and even in that case, the new Diablo 2 is going to run the exact same game. It's going to be Diablo 2. And the only thing they're doing is putting a graphics overhaul on top of the game that's already running. So they're not so, actually affecting the animations. They're not affecting anything other than putting a graphical overlay on top of it. A mod, so do if we, you will. What about frame rate? It's actually going... The, the actual game is going to run at the same frame rate, but it will look better. Okay. So the animations and everything function at the same frame rate, but it will look and run at 60 FPS. Okay. Yeah, because that was the other thing I was worried about. Yeah, and um, they said, like, we, we realized the feel of this game is reliant upon 26 FPS. Yeah. Which is what sure. that game runs at, as far as um, animation goes. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm generally, like, I'm always skeptical of Blizzard because they seem really intent on fucking everything they do up lately, and I don't know why. Um, but, I mean, Diablo 2. I fucking love Diablo 2. The fact that it just kind of looks a little bit better, like, I'm 100% here for this. So, the other thing that I made me feel a lot better is Mr. Llama, which a lot of people won't be familiar with him, but he is the prominent Diablo 2 personality and speedrunner. Like, he holds, like, every record... He's like the number one personality. He's a super nice guy, just highly intelligent, very, very fun to watch. Um, the number one Diablo 2 streamer, personality, industry person. Um, he was shown this and was not told what it was. And then when he saw it, had kind of the same reaction. We had like, oh, God, they're going to fuck this up. And asked all these questions and got the same answers that we wanted. You know, like, they actually gave the right answers. Um, and he's played it and said, like, yeah, no, this is actually what they said. Like, this is the game. Um, they're, they're not lying. You can just turn the graphical overlay off and you're playing Diablo 2. But they made it work, you know, they, they adjusted it to work on bigger monitors and such. Um so if you want it to look like old school Diablo 2, but work on your new PC, it will do that. Because um, I ran into the issue of the old Diablo doesn't really run well on my new PC because of the monitor. Oh, yeah. It, it's a nightmare. Um, but if you want to play Diablo 2, and like I never ran mods anyway. Like I, I never ran mods in Diablo 2, but I know there's a path of Path of Diablo, which is like, a Path of Exile Diablo crossover mod that's highly popular. And they straight up said, you can keep playing that. We're not touching it. Nothing's happening to that. It's it's identical. We're, we're I've not... never, never ever wanted mods in Diablo, so I no, don't know that I've ever looked either. for them in my life. 
and I'm the exact target audience for this. Like I'm more than happy to go and play fucking out of the box Diablo two Lord of destruction. Like you don't need to mod it at all. I love the game as it is. It's perfect. Um, Just leave it there. And that's exactly what they did. So I'm, I'm super excited to go and play just straight up Diablo two, like to the point where people are saying like they, they acknowledged, Hey, if you want to practice, go play Diablo two because it translates one to one. Cause it's the same goddamn game. <laughs> like yeah. you can go play Diablo two and practice your build and then go make the exact same build in the new Diablo two remaster. And it will work perfectly. So that, that makes me feel a lot better, a lot more confident. Like, I don't think they're fucking with us. Um, and my, my fuckery radar is very good. Um, it's, if anything, it's, it's, it's overly aggressive. I think for me, it's just, it's just years of, um, being just publicly dis- disrespected as a community by the same <laughs> developer over and over again. That's just like, oh, I hear what you're saying. I just refuse to believe it till I get to play it, and you get a couple patches out and see what kind of fuckery you. So let's like that's... let's not let's not disregard WoW Classic. They put WoW Classic out exactly as WoW Classic was to the point where they let gold spammers kill that game too. Like they were, they stayed faithful. They were faithful to a fault. Literally <laughs> like, like that game had the exact same issues as the original game to the point where it made the most hardcore audience leave the game for the same reasons as the first time. Um, I, I really feel like I, I think they're not fucking with us with Diablo two. Because no, if they I, were, I don't think all of the developers working on it would be able to keep quiet, if you know what I mean. I mean, like, Blizzard's a big enough company that I think they could, but I, I don't I don't know what the direction for the company is, because it seems like at this point, the only thing that Blizzard has going for them is, can you please bring back the games from like the 90s and early 2000s and touch them as little as possible? And they did put out that uh, retro thing the apparently is exactly as it used to be they even relicensed the music for like rock and roll racing um yeah and they put out like definitive editions or like if you want to play the sega version or the super nintendo version you can do that so like they gave you all three versions of a game like i'm pretty impressed with that i i think they did justice to their retro games which i don't care for i'm not i don't have any nostalgia for those um, but I, from the sound of it and what I've read and heard, they did those games justice and put out the most faithful recreations of them. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like that entire company has just come down to like, we hate you making games now. Please just bring the old games back and make them work and don't touch them. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not uh, necessarily a good sign, you know? It's not a good thing, but... And I know they have a new game in the works. Like they've acknowledged, Hey, we have a new unannounced IP we're working on. We're hiring for it. All um, right. Coming 2024, another canceled Starcraft. Yeah. They're making another MMO. Like it, they've straight up said, we're making an MMO. Um, 
And like, Warcraft 2. We're out of ideas. Yeah. And, and you know what? I'd play Warcraft 2. I'm okay with that. Give me Warcraft 2. Um, like, I'm going to buy the fucking uh, Mass Effect Remaster 2. Um, like, yeah, give me the that. old games. I, I agree with that. Like, yeah, they're out of ideas. And that's fine. I'll play their old ideas again. Yeah. Um, you know, it is what it is. That sucks for them because they could make a lot more money if they put out some more fucking video games. But also, I'm more than happy to play their old video games with a new look. Ooh. All right. Um, um, I don't feel like there's a whole lot more Diablo 2 fucking can't wait. It's either going to be exactly what we want and it's just Diablo 2 with a new graphics engine over top of it or it's going to be a disaster like Warcraft 3. Yeah, one or the basically. other. It's, yeah. I don't feel like there's even going to be a middle ground here. It's a great there, game. There's no middle ground to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's perfect like Diablo 2 was or it's trash. Yep. Um, and ruins an entire community. <laughs> <laughs> and millions of hours spent. But yeah, you know, whatever. It's all good. Um, so yeah, all right, ma- so Magic Legends, or I think Magic that's what it's Le- called. So I know nothing about this game. I haven't seen it until right this okay. moment. So a, a quick, very, very quick history. This was supposed to be a Magic the Gathering MMO. And then they realized, oh, this is way more than we expected. We bit off way more than we can chew. Yeah, I was wondering, like, how the hell do you... How do you have a Magic the Gathering MMO? Like, that sounds complicated. You don't. You, you don't is the answer to that, and they realize that. And then it turned into the Magic the Gathering ARPG. Um, so basically, you're going to pick cards, which are your skills, and you're going to go into linear missions. Um, and it's going to work very similar to, like, you know, remember Kill Squad? Yeah. It's going to work like that. Or, like, it's going to work like Outriders, another linear game where you, like, say, I'm going to go run this mission. Um, and I'm going to run this mission a second, third, and 27th time and hope I get some drops. Uh, it's a Magic the Gathering themed ARPG, and I think it's going to be garbage. I think it's going to be really bad, but I, mean, I want it, it looks, to be good. It looks decent. Like, the idea like the idea of actually bringing back, because I, I recognize some of these spells. Like the you, fact that that's the thing is you're going to, it's going to be a nostalgia bomb and people are going to spend money on it. But I think once you get past like your first 10 hours, well, no, I, was I don't say, think there's like, anything left. I think the fact that there is a literal like fucking legion of spells that they could use. And I'd love to see how a lot of them are represented. That's a neat aspect to the ARPG. I don't know that I really wanted this, um, especially from the magic, the gathering IP. Like, I guess you could. I might play a little bit of it, but... Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, there are some Magic games I would like to see that I don't know that I'm ever going to get to see. I've read some of the books. I was actually into the Magic lore, and there's some neat shit there. Uh, ARPG's not uh, the storytelling device that I would have chosen. No, ARPG is my preferred game type. Uh, Let me tell you what. But it is not what I would pick for a magic game. If anything, I would pick a turn-based RPG like dragon age style. 
Yeah, a turn-based RPG would be uh, great. I would play but that. But you know what that if, game is? That's Baldur's Gate 3. Well, and I was going to say, like, if they did a Baldur's Gate... I was thinking, like, I hate old CRPGs, but Larian, the way that they're doing CRPGs now makes me want to play a lot more of them, and I'm upset that there's basically just two Divinity games in Baldur's Gate 3, which is still under development. Um, so if there was a... a like you a can modern, play now, by the way. Yes, you can. I'm I am playing it, but there's no point because they keep wiping all the characters. But um it's what I've played is great so far. I can't wait for the finished product. Um but I wouldn't mind a modern CRPG version of magic. I feel like there's a lot of lore there. There's a lot of potential for great storytelling and scenery. Uh ARPG, I'm like, what's the difference between this and Diablo? They they kind of look they're not that dissimilar yeah yeah like i don't know that i you're playing a pretty similar game and honestly i feel like the problem if you're not going to go path of exile with this and say here's literally a thousand skills you're not going to scratch the surface of the abilities and the cards and effects that you get from the game well, that's the thing. I feel like they could do a Path of Exile thing. There's more than enough. Not. Uh, they're they're going the Diablo route with this. They are making which, the action adventure like arcade version, the Gauntlet Legends version of okay, Magic. So what when when does this game come out? Is this game out already? So the beta is going to be like in a month or less, um, and I think it's slated for release like sometime mid this year. Okay, so sometime. Possibly mid twenty twenty one. Diablo three point five looks uh, fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I hope it's not bad. Like I'm the guy that has played six characters to level eighty plus in Path of Exile in just under or just yeah, just under two months. Um. So what is that like? Um. I want to say an average of twenty hours a character times six. So 120 hours over the course of like five weeks. Um, I like ARPGs. I play a lot of them. I, I enjoy the repetition. I like the grind. Um, I mean, nothing about this looks bad. I don't know that it looks all that interesting, but it doesn't look bad. It, it doesn't look bad, but I, I think what you had mentioned where you're like, I'm, I'm anxious to see like the variety of skills and like stuff from the card game. I don't think you're getting that. I think you're getting an action RPG with elements pulled from the game, which isn't inherently bad, but I think the people that are in it for the magic, the gathering part of it are going to see, I think it's going to be pretty thin for them. I think that's, I think a lot of that, I mean, I don't know what's going to come out with the base game, but I think a lot of it's going to be based on the amount of support the game gets to. Because, like, okay, I don't need every spell in the base game, but if you're going to put out content updates or, like, other classes or something where it starts pulling in... Like, cause you've, like, like I said, there's plenty of content. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, like, and don't get me wrong, like, I'm a huge Magic the Gathering fan. Like, I played the alpha and beta sets of the game. I played Ice Age. That was my favorite set. Like, I'm all about those worms. We need to play but... some Magic... Yeah, absolutely. Um, but like also, 
I guess it's old enough in my history that like, I don't think it can ever, I don't think it can ever achieve the experience that I had as a kid. And I think it's an unattainable goal for them. So I'm just hoping for a fun action RPG. Cause I just like that genre of game. Yeah. And I'm, I have zero expectations for my nostalgia because my nostalgia is not based on any particular card or, you know, anything like that. It's just based on like experience I had around the game with people. Yeah. And I don't think that's what this game is there for. Well, that, and that's the thing. Anytime they make a magic game that's not a card game, I always am just kind of sitting there going, like, who did you make this for? Right. The people that love the card game are just going to play the card game. Right. And they're going to keep making card games, so... Okay. Yeah, but I mean, like, and I get it. You can have a great game alongside a card game, like the Pokemon card game that spawned out of the video game. Like, it's a perfectly fine card game, and... I have no interest in playing it or opening packs of it, but I'm fine with people that do. I think it, it's a perfectly acceptable version of Pokemon, but it's a totally separate thing. And at the I same like the time, I, I, am, I am a rabid Pokemon Snap fan, um, which is literally just taking pictures of Pokemon. It's not a Pokemon game at all. It could be taking pictures of tits and it would be the same. Throw a ball at well, them and make them jiggle and get a good picture. Well, and that's another game coming out soon that I absolutely cannot wait for is the new Pokemon Snap. Which, I I was surprised you were not excited about the newest Pokemon game announced. Oh, the uh, uh, Arceus? Yeah. Yeah, why uh, would I Ars. be? Well, it, it's kind of Breath of the Wild-ish great don't um, like that you have like real world 3d combat with the pokemon which i'm anxious to see i think that's a cool thing like that that's what i always envisioned as a kid right like your pokemon running alongside you you get into a battle and it runs up and attacks them or you throw a pokeball out and one comes out and then battles right there on the field there's no like transition it's all 3d modeled the attacks yeah, this is all have effects. Be, this is all before gyms and like <laughs> trainers as we know them. So like, am I just grinding out wild Pokemon in a Zelda clone? Cause I don't really want that. And don't get me wrong. I, I don't have expectations for the gameplay as far as like the whole story and everything. I'm just saying the look and feel of it is kind of what I always envisioned as a kid. Like when I, when I pictured the game as like the cinematic in my brain of my Pokemon battles, it wasn't the 2d thing with the text-based combat. It was the 3d Pokemon fighting with each other. Um, and I think this is the closest it's gotten. And I don't particularly like the, the style or artwork in this game, but I at least yeah. like that they're doing that. And none, none of it grabbed me. I mean, I'll have to see more cause they didn't really show a lot in the first place. But, like, I'll be honest, if the Arceus game was actually the new Pokemon Snap, just open-world Pokemon Snap, I probably would have been happier with it. 
<laughs> I mean, I would be too, but I, I don't think it's entirely impossible that Here they don't just give let you a camera. Me. Yeah, let me just actually fucking run and hide and try to, like, stake out some rare Pokemon and take a picture or something. Like, let me go, let me run around Kanto. Let me literally trek up through Mount Moon and find, like, go there at nighttime on a certain day of the week and catch the Clefairy <sighs> and try to snap well, a picture. And that's why I'm excited about this is because that does open up the possibility of that happening, right? Well, so I don't know what the landscape is going to look like, and unfortunately, it's the Shino region. I don't know dick about the Shino region. Mm-hmm. So... And, like, I get it, right? You can't make every game Kanto and Johto. But I'm just, I'm well, not Which familiar. one is the original game? Kanto. Kanto. That, that's the only one I actually care about. See, I know Johto fairly well. And, like, you know, like the newer games, like Unova and Kalos, uh, uh, Alola. Like, I know all those really well now. I didn't really play Ruby and Sapphire or Diamond and Pearl that much. Which actually makes me a lot more excited about the remakes for Diamond and Pearl. Because I didn't really get to play a whole lot of those. And now that there's going to be a nicer looking version that I actually get to play, I- I'm pretty stoked about it. Yeah, like, I, I'm i excited for it just because we're getting a new take on Pokemon. Just like I'm excited about Pokemon Snap coming back. Like, they're at least listening or at least like paying attention to what people want in some capacity. Like I, I definitely think they could do better, but I never expected them to do anything other than continue making those games exactly as they have been. Um, and I honestly well, can't believe that we're getting a new Pokemon snap. Here's the, here's the thing. Like the Pokemon company, a has always done a good job of going like, here's the game people want. And here's some other shit that we're going to try. And, like, it's not like, you know, Bethesda, where they're going to, like, we're going to make Fallout Shelter, Fallout 76, and everyone's like, no, you ruined the franchise forever. When Pokemon Cafe or Pokemon Pacross comes out, nobody's like, oh, no, you ruined Pokemon. They're just like, yeah, I'm not playing that. Yeah. So. Well, and a lot of it, a lot of what Pokemon has done, though, is, like, a crossover, right? Like, the right. Pokemon Picross or something like that, where it's like, oh, we just put Pokemon in this other game. Whereas, like, yeah. Zelda is like, hey, we made an entirely new type of game, and everybody's like, everyone hated that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a totally also, different thing. I guess Pokemon's one of those things where, like, people, it doesn't take itself seriously enough for people to feel like it ever gets ruined. And yeah. so sometimes that pays off. Pokemon Conquest, nobody ever talked about, and I actually really like that game, which is just Final Fantasy Tactics, but with Pokemon. Yeah. Um, Pokemon Pinball was great. Pokemon Snap is amazing. So, like, you know, fine. You go and experiment. And then also keep making the game that people want. The problem that they're running into, and they've mentioned it, so, like, I know that they're aware, is that there's a lot of Pokemon fans. Like, yeah, they're still pulling in a lot of a younger audience, and yes, they want to keep doing that. Uh, but they also have a very big older audience that is literally buying all of the goddamn Happy Meals so none of the kids can get the fucking cards. Yeah, I, so, so I, I get my son Happy Meals all the time. Um, and he, I, I think we've gotten three Happy Meals since that's been out. 
and he's gotten the first one was a Pokemon one with the cards, and the third one was a Pokemon one with the cards. The second one was the Pokemon box with the Toy Story or a not a Toy Story, uh, the little toys in them. Uh, yeah, I know it, it had a it had a game. I forget I the like name a, of I the got brand. Like a Connect Four or something. Yeah, it was like that. Battleship was the one he got. Um, but he got a Pokemon box with a battleship game in it. And I'm like, one of these is not like the other. Yeah. Um, and it was just straight up because they were out of the other ones. Like they ran out of cards. Um, and I definitely watched a competitive eater buy 30 happy meals and eat all of them. Like he would eat the happy meal and open the pack of cards and he got all of the cards, but he had to eat 30 happy meals to do it. Um, but Titus got a, a holographic or shiny Charmander. So he was happy. Fantastic. Yeah. I got a few cards, um, from a couple of different times of trying it. Also, it it was kind of disappointing that the paper was like paper and not plastic. Like the pack itself. Yeah. That was weird. But so like, so with that issue of them running into the young and old, like, I think, I feel like they're really trying to figure out how to mix the two. And I don't feel like they've done a bad job. Um, I feel like it's just become the internet's thing to like shit all over every new thing that comes out. That's supposed to be popular because people like doing that. Um, like people are already shitting over the Shino remakes because they don't like the way it looks. And I'm like, I mean, it's not pixelated and the Pokemon battles look fine. So I guess I don't give a shit. Um, you know, or like they tried introducing Kanto to a newer, possibly more retarded generation by making Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. And like, okay, yeah, I didn't really like the fact that you, the Pokemon wild Pokemon battles weren't the same and it was more like Pokemon Go, but like whatever, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was easier for Titus to play. Um, yeah, I mean, Pokemon rarely does anything where I'm like, why the fuck did you do that? I'm usually a, just like... As a parent, okay. I was excited for that because Titus constantly wants to take my phone and doesn't understand that walking out to the yard is not far enough. Yeah. Like, he doesn't understand how Pokemon Go works. So the fact that he's able to play the game and walk around and find Pokemon is great for a parent. Yeah, but and I mean, I played. I but played for that an game adult, it, it takes out a lot of the interesting parts of that game. Sure, but as as an adult that grew up playing that game, I'm like, wait, I get to play one of my favorite games of all time that looks way better now, and also I don't have to try nearly as hard and can just more or less skip through the end for. And all And if the you want to, up. you can play it with a fucking Pokeball controller. Hell. You can even co-op. I did that for a while. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I don't know. That game wasn't that bad. Um, no. Like, I, I honestly think Pokemon has one of the best track records as far as games. Like, their updates are typically just like, you know, hey, here's a better-looking version of the game up to our current standards. Um, Not much has changed other than that with the occasional, you know, evolutionary change or breeding change. Um, and I've always, the only thing I've ever been interested in is catching them all. Like that's, that was always my thing. I was never into breeding or battling. It was just about collection for me. Yeah. Um, and they've never really like changed it to where you can't do that. Like I've always been able to just be like, 
I just want to do this part of the game. And they're like, so okay. This is one of my favorite things. Like all the criticism that Sword and Shield got was like, oh, well, like they're missing all these Pokemon. I'm like, first of all, except for Red and Blue, no Pokemon game has had all the Pokemon. Right. Like that's never been a thing. They tried to add just a slight splashing of realism into their games by going, hey, you're in a different part of the world. All of the same Pokemon won't exist there naturally. Like, Which is almost better. Like that that's right. so much better from a thematic and lore standpoint. Right. And so like yeah, okay, you could say a lot of the new Pokemon designs are all shit because you don't like them. And am I super butthurt that there's no Hound Tower or Hound Doom in Sword and Shield? Absolutely. But like I'm still getting Vulpix in like every game. I don't care about what new Pokemon they put out. I'm look, I see a Sandshrew or a Machop or something like As I'm long as Sandshrew is there, I'm happy. Right. You fucking tell them you murder hobo you. Hey, what's up, JBD? Um, yeah, I don't know. So I, I just never, I guess I, I've got kind of that old grumpy man perspective of Pokemon though. Like the one thing that's always been an issue for me is I have disliked almost every Pokemon that they've put out since the original red, blue and yellow. Like, I've not liked a Pokemon design outside of the original 151. Um, I I've liked a few. I mean, there, I guess there's a, there's a couple here and there that are like, okay, that's fine. There's usually like a small handful in each generation where I'm I like, would say there's probably there's like there's probably less than fifteen, like less yes. than ten percent of the original count that I have yes. given a shit about or even thought wasn't bad. Um, but here's the thing. I think that's, I think that's good. I think that's actually a good thing. Probably. Yeah. Um, because I have gone around and talked to like, especially at conventions, I've talked to people from all over the place of varying ages and like people love different generations. It usually depends on what you started with. They like, like you'll have people that are like, Oh, I love this Pokemon. I'm like, ew, fucking. Why? Oh yeah. There's like hardcore uh, Snivy fans and like Cyndaquil fans. And then there's the whole Mudkip phenomenon. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's good that we don't like all of them. As long as they keep putting some of the originals in and they always do like, okay. And like, sure, be fine. Can, can we talk about a game that has more personality in their little individual characters? Like, fucking cubone like where's the skull of his mother like you know magikarp turns into fucking gyarados like there's so much fucking detail and like lore in individual characters in that game without having like it doesn't do the the elder scrolls thing of like we've got a 27 page book about this why you should care about it they did the gameplay version of that kind of like the Mario style thing where it's just intuitive and you just like kind of gain this knowledge and like, Oh, ghastly turns into haunter turns into Gengar. Um, they're, you know, these different types of ghosts and these different ghosts do different things. And you kind of get that from the gameplay and, you know, Snorlax, that big lazy piece of shit fell asleep in the road you know, it's just they put a lot of personality into their games and individual characters. 
and they've you know they never rushed it they were like here's our game for this generation and we fully fleshed all of it out like i might not love the characters from the new games but i appreciate that they're like going out of their way to make them interesting um yeah you know it's not that i hate them i just don't care for them the same way that i'm like invested in the original because i spent more time playing that game than probably any game ever all right speaking of the original like two generations um the the game boy era if you will um did you ever see any of the leaks from the 97 space world demo i don't think so so that happened like just this past year i guess somebody got illegally uh a cartridge of like the original demo or alpha or whatever for gold yeah, and did, silver back. Yeah, didn't they buy they... like a, a Game Boy that had the cartridge in there or something? No, 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 no. There's two demos. So there's one demo that was just kind of like the demo that looks like the game that we're used to. And that may have been the case for that one. I don't know. But I think within the last year there was one where it was like a a prototype cartridge somewhere that Nintendo had that somebody straight up took. They got sued and everything. Oh, great. Uh, but they already released all the information online and people have been dissecting it. And so it's gold and silver when gold and silver still kind of looked like Pokemon red and blue. Okay. Uh, and it has like a hundred different Pokemon that either got severely altered or never made it into the final game. Uh, and some of them looked really dope. And I'm super upset that we never got them. And there's just some things like, okay, they had uh, baby Vulpix. They had a they had a pre-evolution for Vulpix. Oh, and the fact dope. that that never happened pisses me off. Yeah, I I wish they had not done the whole mega evolution thing. I think is the one thing that I don't care for. Um, like it makes sense from like a story and like TV well, show. Perspective. It's a, the mega evolution thing, I hated it first, but it is actually ingenious, and I figured it out. So, because of the story in those games, it actually caused time travel and like alternate dimensions to start being a thing in Pokemon, which we saw expressed in like Sun and Moon with Ultra Beasts. Um, so now you've got like weird time theories and timeline canosities and all this other shit, which I think is actually really great for people that have been following the series well, for like, a long Mew time. You couldn't fuck with time already. Yeah, but not really alternate dimensions in this way. Like there's some Pokemon that kind of can, and that like brings up more questions, but their response to mega evolution was like, here's the thing. This one takes place in a timeline where this like weapon thing was shot and like the other timelines that you're used to, like that didn't happen. Yeah. So because that only happened in this timeline, that's why there's mega evolutions. So we can just ignore that mega evolutions were ever a thing. And we can all stop bitching about how stupid it was because technically speaking, it may never have happened in the first place. <laughs> well, and that's fine. But like, I'm just saying, I, I wish they had gone. I wish they had gone the like, you know, pre-evolution route or something like that. Like something a little bit more natural and like added more steps into the evolutionary process or like crossbreeding or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I would have preferred something along those lines, but also that's a hell of a lot more different from a gameplay and programming 
perspective. So it makes yeah. sense. Well, and um, they've and they've tried different things. There's the some baby Pokemon you have to get with incense. Um, there's one Pokemon where in order to evolve it, you have to get it to a certain level, and then when it goes up a level at the end of a battle, you have to flip your DS or switch upside yeah. down. Yeah, I hate that shit though. I hate it, but like at least they there are some creative approaches to it. Like the whole yeah, game, which is fine. Just the same. Like everything evolves this way. Like, yeah, is it a pain in the ass that I have to go find a specific region of the game in order to which, like evolve my Eevee the way that I want? Yeah, but like it it's is, cool to have to do something. It is interesting when you look at like Pokemon Snap and you look at some of the interactions and how you cause Pokemon to evolve. Like, Oh, I've got to knock the, the char, uh, what is What's the Charmeleon into the lava pit to force him to evolve into Charm or uh, Charizard. Uh, that like a lot of stuff like that is really fascinating, really interesting to see. And then you kind of see some of that. And like what you're talking about, we're like, Oh, you've got to go to this specific place at like night or something. Or you've got to be in this specific area to encourage this activity. Um, that shit's interesting. Um, but, like, I always kind of wish they had gone a little more in-depth with the training aspect of the Pokemon as well. They did, um, actually. Well, they did, but I guess not the way I wanted it. Well, so they had one one game. I think it was, like, black. It was either black and white or X and Y. I don't remember. But you would, there was a training feature, and you would actually like take out specific Pokemon and pick out their training regimen and play like these little yeah. mini games to improve their like hitting or their dodging. And then you actually got skill bonuses in that. And like that was kind of unbalanced and broken, and honestly, a massive waste of my time that I didn't care for. But like it was there, they tried yeah, I, it. And that's what I'm saying is like, I like the idea that it doesn't necessarily translate. But. I, I'm glad that they were at least able to try some things like that. Um, and I wish but they, they had are, found a way for it to work. Well, they are still experimenting with ways to interact with your Pokemon outside of battles. And we all know it started with the like Pikachu and then Harkold Soul Silver of just having Pokemon follow you around and being able to talk to them and shit. Yeah. Um, but then also with Sword and Shield, you have the whole like, let's camp and I can like play with like actually play with the different Pokemon on my team and like cook them food and have them try it. Like that's neat. I've done it a few times just for fun. Like it's, it's neat. It's kind of unnecessary, but like, I like that they're still playing around with how do we make these games the same, but better. Yeah. And that's the right way to go. Yeah. I mean, like, <clears throat> I feel like, I feel like Pokemon is one of the games that has had the most iteration and experimentation within a single game genre and like just game um, with success. Like none of them have been just like horrific or like unbearable, um, you know, with the exception of personal preference. Like there's a lot of people out there that are like Pokemon pinball, go fuck your mother. And I hope mine somebody is, said that, but mine is uh black and white too. Yeah, I, I had the unfortunate uh experience of like that being like my first Pokemon game I played after uh yellow. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I don't like what they're doing with Pokemon. Black and um, white too wasn't but there were a lot of people bad. that 
there were a lot of people that really liked it. Like it was just kind of a Pokemon game. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely preference. Um, Black and White 2 wasn't too bad if you didn't play Black and White. Yeah. But it was kind of pointless. It was kind of like Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, where you're like, so I'm just I'm just playing through the same game again? It's not really any different, right? Okay. Yeah. Why? But like, <laughs> but like they're one of the few people out there that can say, like, we made a game of equal success on the mobile platform that is arguably better because of the interactivity of it. Like there, there is a case to be made that Pokemon go is the most like true to the gameplay iteration of a Pokemon game since the original the fact that you can go out into the wild and capture a Pokemon. Like, yep. they didn't get the battle part down, obviously. Um, which I can't wrap my brain around. Like, how do you not get that right? Um, well, I mean, it's because they were... The game was just, like, a copy-paste over another existing game. Right, right. Thing. But... Um, and they've tried to add it back in a little bit. They've got the Team Rocket stuff and the gym raids and all yeah, that. Yeah, which is good. And that's that's what I'm saying. Is like they they seem to really know what they're doing. They've got more of a handle on that game, and it, it's arguably got the best usage of the internet of any Nintendo property. Yeah, that's fair. Which I don't know. Still I, not like, great. <laughs> but... I still Pokemon Go every now and then. I'm kind of burnt out on it. I don't like mobile games, but like I can't deny how much success it's had or how good it's been. Well, or even just, faithful to the the yeah, content. Just, just like, how faithful it is to the idea of capturing Pokemon. Like you, you throw a ball at them and capture them. Like the only thing missing is that you don't weaken them first. Um, that that's my only beef with it. But I'm willing to make the exception because of the way that the game functions and the limitations. Um, oh, this guy just showed the, the baby Vulpix and that makes me upset. Yeah. Um, but no, oh. I, I, I think, uh, I think the new Pokemon games coming out are definitely going to be like one of the highlights of the year. Yeah. I, the only other thing that I'm really looking forward to this year, uh, honestly, aside from, uh, Starfield updates of any fucking kind uh, is uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake coming out on PC. Yeah, I was, uh, I was actually they announced it, but we're hoping here in I April. Was thinking about here. checking that out on uh, PlayStation Four because it's free on uh, PlayStation Plus this month. Um, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for PC. Uh, and PC is apparently going to have. Uh, other enhancements because PC Master Race, right? Um, so I, I, including more story content. So like, I'm just gonna wait for PC, but they better fucking announce it this year. I know right now they're waiting for like April because they're waiting for the PlayStation exclusivity to like run up. There's uh, another game coming out that's gonna be on PC like next year. Um. Gosh, what was it? It comes out really soon, too. Hmm. I'll think of it. Um, 
Hmm. All right. Yeah, I'll think of it. But yeah, there. I mean, I think there's a fairly good amount of like games I'm actually excited about this year. And like with the cancellation of Anthem and them shifting development uh, teams over to Dragon Age and Mass Effect and them announcing that uh, Dragon Age is no longer going to be an MMO style game and it's not going to have multiplayer. It's just going to be a single player game. Um, I'm really excited. I know a lot of people are upset about that, but I've always viewed Dragon Age as that old school single player RPG. Um, so I'm, I'm personally excited about that being that similar experience. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that stuff. Like I know a lot of people were really, really disappointed when they announced that, but I fucking can't wait. Do we? I haven't watched any of the Overwatch Two stuff. Is that a thing that's happening this year? Uh, I I don't think so. I think we'll get a beta late this year. Um, they keep teasing it, but I don't think there's much of a game there yet. I think that's something we're gonna get mid next year, honestly, because they've been very tight lipped about like, you know this is this is coming out or anything they've just said we're gonna have a a beta and they haven't really said when um at least from what i've seen and they're still hiring people to work on that game i i mean at this point also just what what the fuck happened to starfield like i mean honestly they're doing exactly what i thought they were going to do. Actually, we talked about this on a podcast previously. Um, and I, I remember you having expectations that we'd see it a little bit earlier than maybe we thought. Um, well, especially since they kept teasing, like talking but they, about it. Like, they said, year, and just like never did, but they said straight up when they announced it, Hey, this is very early in development. Like we're, we're in the earliest stages of developing this game. It's still in the planning phase. Like, we haven't really begun work on this game. This is going to be years down the road. And that was like a year or two ago at the most. Um, no, they announced Starfield back in like 2016 now. Uh, well, either way, they said this is the furthest thing down the road for us. And when they said that and showed what they showed, I knew this is something we're going to see in like 10 years. I, I had no, no expectation no, they, of this being no, no, anything said, new they, soon. They said this was going to be the next thing after 76, because when we first heard about it, 76 hadn't come out. I don't think Fallout Shelter had even come out yet. Um, I guess I so thought like, Fallout Shelter was out. Yeah, so like we went through all the new stuff that was coming out. Like The next thing to come out now is Starfield, and we didn't hear anything about it a year and a half ago. We didn't hear anything about it all last year. We still haven't heard anything about it. Like At the very least development updates some screenshots any kind of hype what is it about i guess i i kind of i guess maybe i just maybe my expectations of the way that games are developed um set me up for the right frame of mind with this one and i just kind of don't expect anything about it until it's right about to come out um like i 
I have this feeling that that game has maybe gone through a few iterations and they're still not totally sure what that game is yet. Um, no, they, they've got to put out something soon. Like, just as the kind of company they are, they're going to have to make another release in the next year or so. Like, there's no way I'm, that they're I'm sure they'll. A- I'm sure they'll show something about it. I just don't think we can expect to see a launch for that game for probably probably not until 2023. Which is weird to say that out loud that year. Well, it looks like they had financial problems because Microsoft. Because well, yeah, we cause we know this. Microsoft had to buy them out. Yeah, they've had serious issues, and the new Doom did not do well. I've only heard good things about it. I mean, I haven't picked it up yet. I plan to do it eventually. I don't know. the The prominent thing that I've heard about it is that it is a step backwards from the the last Doom game. What was that? Twenty sixteen. Doom 2016. Everyone that I like all the reviewers, like all the giant bomb guys, like all the YouTubers that I watched that played doom. uh, Literally all of them were like, it's fine. I don't like it as much as 2016. Um, Like it had a couple good ideas, but overall apparently it was not well received as far as like comparatively. And it seems like that thing hit fucking Game Pass like a month after it was out. Um, so I don't think they made like a killing like they did with the uh, Doom 2016 launch. So it looks like they said something about they they did that teaser with Starfield back in E3 in 2018. Yeah, that's what I was um, thinking. And. 76 hadn't come out yet. It was just about to. Yep. And then they never really did anything in 2019 or 2020 or. So I don't know. I guess like at this point. I I just want to I want to know like just any information. Like I'm one of those people. I'm a big Bethesda fanboy. Like I don't need much. You could just be like. There's going to be character creation. Here's two screenshots. I'll write off of that for like four months. Like, give me something. Well, and that's what I'm saying is I don't think they've even decided what that game looks like yet. Well, I don't, and I'm, I, I don't no, think I'm, they've, they've got to be close to being done because if they don't put anything out in the next year or two, like they're going to have problems. So that's what I'm saying. Fair, like, they have can, to put out a big game soon. You can develop a game without actual in-game graphics almost all the way up to the end. Like, they can make that whole game with placeholder graphics. Um, and I, I have a strong feeling that they're they're more focused on the gameplay in that game than the look of that game, because I, I think it's going to just look like another Bethesda game. I think they started making assets back when they put that teaser trailer out, and I know they'd already been working on it for years prior to putting that trailer out. Uh this is a really long development cycle. Like, there's no yeah. way... They've got to be well into assets, if nothing else. Like, there's no way at this point. Well, and I, you might be right, but, like, I just have this... I guess my brain, where I'm at with Starfield, is... I feel like they're more focused on trying to figure out what that game is. And trying to navigate the current space sim, which we've covered to excess. 
See, and I don't um, think that's the case either, because this is a game that they started planning out like 20 years ago. Like it well, was the game they wanted to make. And the only reason they're making it now is because they know they finally have the ability to make it. But they have to make it commercially viable. And here's the thing is if you look back 10 years ago, games weren't really letting you walk around in space stations or in your spaceship. They were more about space trucking, which I'm a big fan of space trucking. Right. As is well Uh, documented. But I I think now they're looking at like, you know, Odyssey for Elite Dangerous and they're looking at uh, No Man's Sky. They're looking at... um, but I don't. I think they were going that direction before it even came out because they already said it was going to have the typical like, like the kind of gameplay that you would expect from Bethesda. Which that everything they've done has been like open world RPG shit, and they've been dreaming up the sci-fi shit for a while. And yeah, the game is going to go through a lot of changes. Every so, game does throughout development. So but I feel like it's not like they I were... think. Here's where I think Bethesda struggles, though. All of their games have a tendency to take place in a pretty pretty localized locale. Like Skyrim, Morrowind, Daggerfall, even Fallout. Pick a region, whether it be DC and Baltimore or Vegas. Like they kind of pick a locale. Like sure, a but city. I'm, I'm not And then you start saying like make entire planets. Yeah, no, no, but I don't think it's that bad. I, I don't think they're going to go and try and, and design Elite Dangerous or No Man's Sky. I th- I'm assuming that they're going to probably do something that's a little more akin to, like, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. Right. You know, that's what I'm expecting. I I, I don't see Bethesda as being the people that are like, we're going to make a space simulator. I see them more as being the people that we're going to make, like, a space adventure like that's i feel like their game is closer to mass effect than elite um i don't know i i feel like there's definitely going to be like ship flying and ship combat that kind of thing i I agree but i'm saying as far as like the main story and everything i feel like they're definitely going to focus more on like a system or a few systems and it's not going to be so much more the outer world treatment yeah, I don't I don't think we're going to see something where it's like we've created a one-to-one universe and you can fly anywhere. I think it's going to be we've created a curated universe and you can explore it. Um which isn't bad. I I I love outer worlds and I think that's a great way to go with that if you want to make a more curated experience and give us more of a narrative instead of the sandbox that we get with, you know, Elite Dangerous and uh Gosh, what's the uh, Robert Space Industries game? Star Citizen. Oh, yeah. I, I think I don't think that's the direction they're going. I think they're going more of the Mass Effect um, route where, like, here's a planet where you can go land and explore, and it's X amount of zones. But we could be totally wrong, and they could be going the sandbox route, and maybe that's what's taking so long. You know, that's totally possible. I mean, I'm kind of hoping not. Like, I know Bethesda's been real big on their RNG for years, but they've also been really big on curating stuff. Like, they tried to, like, walk the line. Yeah. And I'm hoping they don't go overboard with the RNG, because I don't think that's helpful. I I don't think that makes for a good 
I don't think that makes for a good intro to a new genre for them. Um, I think you're right. I think they do better to give us a curated narrative experience and then expand on the world from there. I just hope that their new hires don't try to do something totally outside the box for Bethesda, but it's also not outside the world of possibility for them. Um, cause they do like to design new tools and new ways to do things. Sure. Um, uh, but they also, then... there's certain things about Bethesda games that I really want to see. Like the fact that modern Bethesda games have had a lot more emphasis on NPCs interacting with the world instead of just like standing around waiting for you to continue playing the game. Right. Big fan uh, outside of 76. Uh, yes. And, and then there's also been a lot of, uh, like random events. You know, once you get to Oblivion, I don't know if Oblivion really had them, but like Skyrim and Fallout 3 and 4 had them. Where like, you could just be walking around and randomly there's bandits or like a side quest that just uh, pops up in random places at different times. Um, And I'm excited to see what that's going to be like in a space game. Because right now, really all you get in a space game is like, you were doing something and then a ship came out and started shooting you for no reason. There's no real events. Like, everything feels pretty samey in every space game going from point A to point B. Yeah. Uh, And I want to see Bethesda's narrative elements in space. And to be honest, I don't really even want a new IP. I mean, I'm here for it. We haven't seen a new IP from Bethesda in like 25 fucking years. Like, what else you got? I am interested. Um, But at the same time, if you told me, hey, we're making Elder Scrolls 6 in space, I'd be just as happy with that. I don't really give a shit. Like, I want to see Space Argonian Pirates. Like, let's fucking do it. So, the other thing I kind of wonder about is... Obviously, 76 and the early stages of Starfield were kind of similar in timeline. They crossed over. And I'm wondering if they had more of a game built that was... Maybe 76 was kind of like the test for their tech for Starfield and it didn't go so well. And maybe they had to kind of go back to the drawing board on how some of that worked. Well, um, and I, and I told you when 76 came out, I think they were using that as a testing platform for things later on. So that's probably yeah. that, that's a good possibility. I, I think that might've been a little bit of a hiccup in their development cycle and maybe slowed things down a little bit for them. And I think that's good. I, I think that's healthy. Um, and I hope that if they were doing something like that, where they were like, you know, we're going to have these, you know, abandoned space stations where you talk to the computer and get missions. Um, you know, I'm just throwing an example out there and that's maybe why they were like, Oh, what happens if we don't have NPC or, you know, characters like voice line or voice acted characters on these space stations, what if we just have a computer I really, on a space I station? I really think that was them trying, just trying shit, and it was just easier when the game came out. Because oh, that game's broken sure. as fuck. Yeah. Uh, I think it was just easier to not have NPCs in the beginning, because otherwise they wouldn't have released a game. I don't really think any of that had anything to do with it. Um, but I do think they looked at the whole, like, the way you did play with your friends, open world multiplayer. Um, and everybody was like, yeah, fuck this. 
that yeah. definitely I, I could see that making a change in the way that they did shit. Like, and everybody honest, just I... wanted multiplayer Skyrim. Like people just wanted to be able to play Skyrim with multiplayer. Like, no, just no, no, no. no see that's 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 the problem. We've gotten so far into the age of multiplayer that you can't say that anymore. Um because we don't really want multiplayer fallout. Multiplayer fallout is fucking stupid. I right. want the fable treatment. I want to be able to co-op with specifically one or two people I invited into my world. Well, and that's what I mean. Is I yeah. want to be able to just play Skyrim with you as another I want, player. I want co-op Skyrim. I do not want multiplayer Skyrim. I do not well, want like MMO Skyrim. You know what I mean? So the uh, this is maybe more concerning than hopeful, but the undeniable success of Elder Scrolls Online as up and down as that has been, that's been a successful game for them. I really wonder how that has influenced Starfield. Um, like how they're going to go about, you know, building their games based off of other game success in their, their repertoire. Um, because if you look at like 76 being the huge failure that it was and is, and then you look at the, growing success of elder scrolls online and how that's turned into like one of the premier mmos of the age um for all of its flaws people really like that game and it's been a very successful and monetarily successful experience i don't know how much that's really going to change much um i mean not that i mean time will tell like not that it won't have any impact but I think they also realized when that game came out that it was they were dealing with a different beast. Um, because look, they they did improvements to that game. It had kind of a Final Fantasy uh, treatment to it, where when it first came out, it was oh, like, for sure. Neh. And then they had to redo it. But the reason they redid it, like nobody was really complaining about the story. Nobody was really complaining that it was Elder Scrolls. Like, nobody really gave a shit. Like I already played MMOs and I liked Elder Scrolls, and I was like, yeah, this is neat. I don't know. It was the same with Final Fantasy. Um, Did it bring more people to it because it was Elder Scrolls? Yeah, probably. But the real brick in the, like, the real wall that they ran into was the MMO crowd. It had Mm -hmm. nothing to do with the Elder Scrolls fans. It was, oh, you played an MMO at a time when pretty much all MMOs suck. Yeah. Uh, So do this and we'll play it. And then they did. And now it's successful. And so I don't know, I have a feeling that that's really just, uh, you tried to make something that was in your franchise and well, you kind of just made something for a completely different audience. And I just reason. mean, I just mean the broader strokes of like, oh, this is really successful over here. We should probably inject a little bit more of this as far as like, oh, player housing did really well. We should probably look into building that out before we release this game. You know, like they haven't really given a timeline. So they can kind of do whatever they want as far as like, oh, we're going to add in a whole new system or feature. Um, yeah, but I think that's... I think they kind of worked backwards with that, which was uh, they were trying to figure out how to make Elder Scrolls Online better and added player housing, which was already a thing in Elder Scrolls. You know? like Right. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't... I don't know that ESO... ESO did well monetarily. Like, absolutely. Is it a great MMO? Sure. I don't know that that's going to have a massive impact because all the lessons they learned were really more about building an MMO and less how to make better core series games. But I I think Starfield is going to be an MMO 
scale game. I, I don't, I'm not expecting the, I hope we get it, but I'm not expecting the narrative linear esque game. Oh, that's no, that's what they were hinting at already. They haven't hinted anything multiplayer. That that's what they've been hinting towards. Is so I didn't get that at all. I I haven't heard. I haven't seen hints either direction. Yeah, no, that's literally what they said when they announced it, which was we're making another like classic Bethesda game. I'll have to go back and look at that because I don't remember that at all. I I just remember a very vague statement of this is what we're working on. Um, here's the name. That's all I remember from that. Yeah, there wasn't much more. I mean, saying it's going to be, you know, if you look, I think it was worded as something like, if you like the the, the classic games like Elder Scrolls and, and Fallout, this game is going to feel very similar. Like, I think that was more like the kind of wording they did. But like, yeah. No, I hope I, that's I'm true. Expect- I, I hope expect- that they're, I hope they're building Skyrim in space, but I guess I'm expecting more of a, a crossover somewhere between Skyrim and Fallout 76 in space. Um, I'm yeah, I'm not really expecting that. I don't think that's what they're building. Um, not that they've said much, but especially since this, this is a game they've been wanting to, to build for a long time, like back before multiplayer was even really a fucking thing. Well, um, that's what, that's what has me concerned is because I feel like that's why they didn't make it before. I have this no, I have this feeling that a, like they wanted to build this multiplayer experience but the tech wasn't there. No, Todd Howard already came out and said he was like, Yeah, we wanted to build the space game where you could do like a lot of the stuff that we want Star Citizen to do now. Like multiplayer I don't think was ever something they were concerned about. It was more just having an adventure in space. Yeah. Uh, that's really all that's one of the reasons I'm surprised it's taking so long for them to even say anything because i'm like you you should have enough to show something say something well and that's what's concerning to me though right is like maybe they did have something and then they just realized that they were on the wrong course and had to start over no the only thing that i can think is i was really expecting one a trailer or something last year and i think a lot of people were and I have a feeling the reason they didn't do that was because they wanted COVID to be over so they could spend a lot of their, you know, dollaroos on a big marketing reveal. Yeah. Um, I just That's decided awesome. COVID was not the time to do that since they weren't going to be selling it, you know, during COVID. Right. Uh, so I'm waiting to see if we're going to have anything this year. If we get through all of 2021 and I don't fucking hear anything. I'm going to be very concerned about the development of that game. Yeah. I I think if we go, if we don't hear anything by Christmas, I I think that game is in serious trouble. Honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like if, if we don't hear a word by Christmas, I, I think we're in serious trouble. I think if we see a trailer, like, in the spring here or early summer, I think we're probably doing okay. As long as it's got a release date, not more than a year out. I think that's probably okay. Um, but if we see a, you know, another teaser trailer, that's like 10 seconds long and shows like a character. So we get a look at like the style of the game. Or if they do the usual, like we're going to show you a cinematic and show you none of the gameplay. 
Anytime a game does that, I start to worry immediately. Yeah, so what I was getting at, though, is like if we see anything like that, where if we get any sort of trailer that shows us a look or a style or a feel or any sort of like just general look at how the game is going to look and we don't get any actual gameplay and or some sort of release date or like a beta announcement for this year, if nothing happens tangibly for the the consumers this year, I think that game's in serious trouble. If we yeah. get if we get a demo, a beta, a release date announcement within a year, like in a year time frame, I think there's potential for it to be what they were trying to make, and there were just delays and COVID happened. You know, shit happens. Well, and they've become more noticeable over the years for, like, waiting until, like, you're right, waiting until something's almost done to be like, hey, we made this. Yeah, for sure. Uh, But there's a couple of games you can't do that with, okay? A main series Fallout game, a main series Elder Scrolls game, or, uh, like, a new IP. Well, and it's a new IP for them. That's a big deal. Like, you want to do that right, right? Well, you want to do that right, but you also want to make hype you know mm-hmm. like you want to announce fallout shelter right as you're releasing it go the fuck ahead you know right Fine. and it's available now right but like starfield i feel like if that's the game we all want it to be at the most well, you get a cinematic trailer and a, and a gameplay trailer six months before it's out at the most and I think that's pushing it. I think three months is the time frame for that, to be honest, from them. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm really expecting by E3 or QuakeCon or something that we, we, we start hearing something about Outer Worlds. Well, and don't they have their own don't they have their own con? QuakeCon. Yeah, yeah. They I, I think QuakeCon um is probably I, I think that's, Con, I, don't, I don't know if they'll release it there. Like that is their I think own that's, thing. I think that's where you get like the gameplay trailer. I think you sure. get a cinematic trailer. Like I don't think E3 is going to be the thing anymore. I don't think that's when we're going to see shit come out I from mean, them. I think they're going to pick their own date and just show it. No, I think E3 will still be because where else do you go at this point? Um, you just you do it on do your it. own. You just release your video. You don't have a a big convention. I don't think. But I don't. I don't think like, that works for everybody. Like Nintendo puts out enough games for enough of a demographic that like Nintendo can just do that shit, right? Nintendo right, but can. Sony does on... that now. Blizzard sure. does that now. Sure. Well, you know, Blizzard, like, Blizzard sniffs their own fucking farts, but everybody like, so... does their own things now. Like oh, Sony. Big... Big people do like with smaller companies that don't make, but I don't regular. Think, I don't think Bethesda like is a smaller company oh, anymore. No, they absolutely are. It's not like so. If you take like EA or BioWare or fucking Nintendo, they're putting out like at least a dozen games a year. As to where Bethesda's maybe putting out a game once every couple of years. Yeah, but they're putting uh, out a new expansion for. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online every year. Like, sure, but I feel like at that point, when <laughs> when you're making that few amount of games that often, 
Like you go to industry conventions or places where it's going to get talked about all over the place. Maybe not your own con. Okay, Quakecon's so not a big con. You know what I mean. So, like, what are the conventions they go to though? Because E three was dead before COVID happened. Right, but that's the thing. Where else do you go? Because you've got Tokyo Game that, Show. Tokyo Game, yeah. And you've got. Uh, like those are the big video game exclusive ones now. There's unless, really no, unless, there's really nothing else. I mean, unless post COVID we see a new, uh, new hot up and coming like, industry convention. Your, come out your other way. choices are like Gen Con, which is a no, and like that's pretty much it. Um, like I don't know where they announce their new big thing. Like, well. I, don't think, it I think it's potential that they announce it during the E3 time frame. Yeah. But I think that they do it on their own channels. I think it's I, just through YouTube. I don't, I don't think it's going to be through their own shit. Especially not that they now that they've been reacquired by Microsoft. Like, it, whatever, Mike, whatever Microsoft does for its showcases, that's probably where they're going to be. So the other, there is a, there is another option here, and this is, this is really going out on the proverbial limb. Uh, you remember uh, G4? Yeah. Uh, well, they're coming back and they've got all their original like cast. There's a good chance that Bethesda jumps on that train and they're like, hey, and here's the new Bethesda thing. Um as part of like the G four, like launch relaunch, I don't know, man. G four was don't get me wrong. Going before, out, like that was when people were still watching TV before all the streaming. I'm services. really like, going I'm out on a limb here. That's that's I'm a, really going out on a limb here, but that feels like a fucking stretch. I don't know about that well, one. And no, I mean G four is coming back. No, no, but like, but that even lasting for a full year, I think, is a stretch. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that that is like the the fucking hail mary of like how they announce their game or not announce it, but like show it off. Well, and where do you look at anything anymore? I mean, IGN you look is, at it on is, YouTube. Like IGN is so so. Yeah, but even if you put it on YouTube, that doesn't mean the 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 algorithm is going to de like. So you used to also have trade publications. We're going to go for that anymore because the only popular one you still have left is Game Informer, which is run by a company that's obviously dying. Well, Game Informer is dead, but GameSpot is around. I didn't realize Game Informer is still around. And GameSpot, I don't know. I know there's a lot of people like me out there, but like GameSpot can suck it too. Uh, they're not. They're not that great. It's it's kind of like IGN. It's very middle of the road. Like well, if there's no, I don't like either of there, them. And then there's Vice. It's basically Vice and Giant Bomb. I don't know anything. I don't know about Vice. Giant Bomb, you're right. Giant Bomb would be... Um, but Giant Bomb is also that. not where you, like, launch anything. Right, that's what, what I was going to say. I was like, I don't know that you launch on Giant Bomb. But, like, yeah. That's so the thing. We're the running out of other, anything in the gaming industry to, like, talk The only to other platform is Danny O'Dwyer's Noclip, where he does development videos. Um, and he covered 76. Well, he just did a new um, video with past day or so saying their channel's changing so i don't know what that i I watch that it's it's not changing really from what it is it's just kind of he's he basically said hey we're gonna do more indie stuff so i don't think that's it either but like that's kind of the only new like 
game development platform and that's purely on youtube as well so yeah. well they could I, go old school yeah they they could get to they could just take to the streets and start buying fucking like posters maybe they're waiting for movie theaters to open back up so well, they can and that's, put trailers in that motherfucker well like, and that's what i'm saying though is like i don't know that they necessarily use a trade show i i think they use regular media publication you know be it tv ads you know podcasts like giant bomb where they go and talk with those guys and show off their game and danny o'dwyer do a a no clip doc on the development um but again his stuff comes out after the game it's post-mortem like after the game's out um and maybe that's maybe that's part of his new direction that he takes no clip too you know is like covering games that are currently in development that's totally possible um but i i I do think we're we're gonna see them depart from like an e3 announcement because people don't like e3 anymore like e3 has become if anything detrimental to game devs um well i know a lot of people want to do stuff themselves but i think that's really a bad idea like I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I didn't, even give shit about, I didn't even give a shit about BlizzCon anymore. It's just okay. Like... Here's the thing: nobody gives a shit about E3 or BlizzCon or QuakeCon or any con that they're not physically going to. The only people that care are the people that are physically there because they want to go. I feel like E3. Everybody still gets a goes lot of... and watches the trailers on YouTube the day after it comes out, or you know, the hour after. Sure, but you still get a large amount of viewers for, like, E3 stuff live. You still get, like, TV cover. You were getting TV coverage of E3. Like, I think a lot of people cared about E3, and I think people liked having, like, here's the one trade show. But here's the thing. Here's the one time a year that I'm going to watch all the new stuff coming out instead of trying to follow, like, 46 different companies' individual fucking whatevers. And there's nothing to stop them from dropping the announcement during E3 or when E3 would happen and just putting it up on their own platforms, their own channels. Right, yeah. Um, Which they're going to do. But I I don't expect them to go out on an E3 stage and announce the gameplay trailer of Starfield is all I'm getting at. I, I think... Because like Sony left E3, they didn't they didn't do E3 the last time they had one. They went and rented out their own theater for The Last of Us, and they had their own place. Blizzard went and made their own thing and have BlizzCon, and they created their own convention center for esports where they used it, and then they used that to announce the uh, stuff for BlizzCon this last year, the BlizzCon line, which is such a goddamn stupid name. Um, but they made use of that giant fucking movie screen on the main stage to announce the game and show the trailers and stuff. Um, and then when you look at like what Microsoft is doing, that, that gives like, it's Microsoft. They have access to every computer at this point that you're going to game on. So... No, I know that they're all doing you know, this, but I don't They're going to have their own platforms to distribute this information on. Right. I no, just no, no, don't no. think there's any use for a, a no, there, in-person there, I, convention. I still think there is, because I think the more and more people are splitting off and doing their own thing, the more people all of these people are losing. Like, yeah, a lot of people are going to watch 
uh, BlizzCon. A lot of people are also already playing Blizzard games. I don't think that I like. I think you're gonna miss people if you're not just doing one giant See, event that's all over the place. And I, we, I think this is the same as like products where it's like, yeah, Steam is good. And then everyone else tried to make their copy of Steam. And, like, do some people play on those? Yeah. Is Steam still number one? Absolutely. But also Bethesda has their own launcher, too. Right. But they're not even selling games on that fucking thing. Like, people are buying the games on not that because it's nobody wants to fucking do that. But you still have to use it, is my point. Like, I, I don't I just, use it for anything. Well... You use it to, you have a client for ESO. You use it to launch ESO. Yeah, I have one for ESO. And they have the Epic Launcher. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, most of those games also come on Steam because they realize if they put it on their own launcher, nobody's going to fucking buy it. Like, they're already realizing that. I think you're going to run into the same problem with trade shows. Like, yeah, they'll be a hot thing when when they first come out, and they have been. But when everyone starts making their own service, or what it starts making their own con well, or their own announcement, that's schedule, my point. Though people, that's my point. Though is everybody already has gone there? Like every that's happened. That's done. You're right. Everybody doesn't give a shit about any of these con. They don't give a shit about E3. They don't give a shit about the BlizzCon. They don't give a shit about. See, I'm not the I think there's still a bunch of people that care about that. I. I I mean, historically, there's not like it. It is a it that con was dead before COVID, and now it's really dead. I will be shocked if there's even an E3 for them to go to. Um, first of all, and second, everybody already went to YouTube and other platforms to watch their shit. Like nobody's, you're hitting a much bigger audience by going to YouTube and Facebook and paying them to sponsor there you're getting a broader audience because if you go to E3, the only people watching E3 are the hardcore gamers that know about E3. No, that's not true. It is true. That, that is their demographic. Like, no, like they put it on TV for a bunch of people. And there's a lot of people that are like my dad, like my dad doesn't play any of this shit, but he does like to watch E3 just to see what's happening with the technology. Like, where are we going with games? Even if he's not going to touch them. Um, I think E3 hits a really wide audience. Yeah, they piss off like gamers on the internet, but everything pisses off gamers on the internet. They're going to watch E3 anyway. Like, I think a lot of people. The problem care about is, E3. the problem like, is a single stream, stuff. a single stream on Twitch gets more views than E3 did. So I think Online. you're better off to go to Twitch than you are to go to E3. And if anything they go and they have their big presentation at some Microsoft studio where they have, you know, some sort of stadium or something for them to present in. And then they just stream it online. I, I can't imagine a world where they use E3 at this point. Like that was dead before COVID. I don't think there's even going to be an E3 this year for them to go to. No, it looks like they're, they might just do E3 online. Which is the same as just put it up on YouTube. Like, they're sort just going to restream want, it. They'll restream it, but you want a big live event to draw some eyeballs in, but also you want, here's when everything's going to get released. 
at the same time instead of following what 46 different companies are doing over the course of like seven months. Well, sure. Like, I, I I'm not disagreeing that they do it problem. during that time period. I'm well, just saying but, that I don't think the physical E3 thing, like people being there in the room, I don't think that happens again. Yeah, it looks like they're already preparing to do physical 2022 and 2023. They're just making sure COVID's over. Right. It's not going to um, be this year. No, not this year. This year, it looks like they're they're preparing for uh, an online thing. And if they're going to show anything for Starfield, if it's not a total fucking train wreck, it's going to be this year. Yeah, and I think they'll do it at E3. I mean, if E3 happens, even if it's digital, Microsoft is going to be there. Yeah, you're right. They're the only one that is still there. Yeah, like Microsoft is like, at, literally... Like e- E3 will just now be E3 or Microsoft presents E3, like whatever. Like Microsoft is going to be there, which means Bethesda's going to... If Bethesda's going to announce anything big, that's probably where they're going to do it. Yeah, I mean, like, literally every other major platform has pulled out of E3. Like, Sony doesn't go, Nintendo doesn't go, Sega doesn't go. You know, there's literally nobody, none of the big companies are at E3 anymore. Well, they don't, don't They think, don't participate. I mean, you'll probably still get, like, Ubisoft. Like, it sounds like a lot of the Asian companies are, are pulling so, out. They Ubisoft, have their own game show, so why the fuck would they... So, Ubisoft had... They don't do like a stage anymore. They just have like like a gameplay area where you could play test games like the new division expansion. Yeah. But they don't like the only ones that still did like a main stage presentation. Ubisoft has been doing a main stage presentation for the past couple of years. I don't think they did one last year. I think they pulled out. I, I think the only one that remained was Microsoft. Um, but pretty much everybody pulled out of the actual like stage presentations or they went off site and did it on their own. Like they were trucking people away from E3, like 10 miles down the road to the theater for, uh, for Sony. Well, it looks like a lot of people pulled out for COVID, but plan on coming back. Yeah, I mean, it's either way, I, I don't think we see anything happening at E3 this year that's not just like, hey, E3 is showing this as part of their thing, maybe. Like, that's the most you could expect from that. I, I think we just see everything on YouTube at this point. Like, it's going to be streamed on Twitch and YouTube. Um, no, I mean, it's going to be streamed on Twitch and YouTube, but I, it's it's still going to be physical. There's no way E3 goes out right now. Oh yeah. I a hundred percent think E three is done physically. Like they wanna have a show next year, but I don't think they're gonna have the interest or the resources to do it in twenty twenty two. And I, I hope know. I'm wrong because I'd like to see those continue. But, I mean it looks but, like, like the 20, it's also not 20, the same show that it was anymore. The twenty nineteen one, like still had yeah, Ubisoft had a main stage and Bethesda always had its own main stage. So did Nintendo and uh Digital uh, Devolver Digital Square Enix, um, and it looked like Sony even came back on for the 2021 before everyone dropped out because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And Ubisoft was going to have another main stage. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think E3 is going anywhere. I think yeah, it's just been put on. I, I think E3 is dead. And like, 
as soon as they started selling general public tickets, it may as well be PAX East or PAX South or, you know, pick a PAX. It, it becomes a regular convention. It's no longer the, you know, the actual developer convention. I mean, to be honest, I'm fine with that at this point. Sure, it's the only way they could survive, but it's also not the same show that it was. Like, E3 was the place people went to show their games off to the industry. And then sure, the industry but the showed it off to the public. The difference is, like, back when E3 started, you wanted to show it to the industry because everybody was reading the trade publications. Like, you had GamePro and Tips and Tricks and all that. Now, with everyone having a smartphone, literally the entire public is the industry. Like, that was already your target audience, and you were there to wow them and show a bunch of shit off. I don't think that changes E3 at all. I, I'm glad that they're finally well going to over to the public that makes perfect sense that's exactly the target demographic of the well, show what it changes is the developers aren't going there and like having they don't have all of their stuff out there for people to see what it's become is you go to somebody's hotel room to see this game demo or you go to this private room where you book a a demo with a a games industry journalist it's no more, oh, it's all journalists and game devs here on the show floor. Like, it used to be you had to be in the games industry in some fashion to get in there. And now you can buy a general public ticket and walk around and wait in line for four hours to play a game for 10 minutes. And it's a totally different vibe, and they're not showing off the same shit they were. And if they are, they're showing it in a closed room and it may as well not even be at E3. Well, I think some of that also comes down to the fact that like the, the gaming industry has just been kind of on a decline for several years now, too. I mean, it's not the 1990s where like... Yeah, it's not the, uh, Cliffy B wearing a golden suit with a chainsaw gun. It, well, it's not, it's not uh, <laughs> a bunch of cheap technology that's very new and has everyone excited. Now it's just a bunch of copy paste over and over again. And people are sitting around going like, so when are games going to get fun again? Yeah. You know? Um, so I think it's also come down to a point of like, I think part of the reason there hasn't been anything to show off is because there hasn't been anything to show off. Well, the like, B tier game, the B tier game has died. And that was kind of the bread and butter of E3 is for, a, it, it was a place for all these places to show off their b-tier game and get some hype around it to now it's become the either the triple a stage show or the indie alley well because the the gaming industry like our economy has crashed so hard over the past decade and a half uh and the gaming industry's gotten hit so hard like there's not that many b-tier developers left that's, that's what i'm saying is like those games yeah. have gone away and now it's either this massive, you know, it's theatrical it's Valley or five. Like, yeah, it's, yeah there's no middle ground. You're not getting, you know, black, you know, or a game like that anymore. You're not getting, you know, you're not getting, uh, what was it? Uh, brute force. Yeah. Or Xbox brutal legend. Like, brutal legend was great. Yeah. Yeah. You're not getting, um, you know, you're not getting any of that stuff. You're getting, like you said, people, 
postal like the fact that postal four is being a thing like but that falls into the category of almost indie dev like it's it's high tier indie dev where it's not like you know that's not the sort of thing they're going to show off you know they're not going to have a billboard they're not going to put it on the walkway you know that goes over the main street yeah you're right that's probably not going to happen um as much as i'd like it to that would be wonderful but uh, I, I do think it's just uh, it, it's a different landscape. And I think, yeah, they probably have some big presentation somewhere, somehow. I don't think it's at E3, but you're right. It could be because Microsoft is kind of the only big name left there. Um, well, it's but... the only big show that Bethesda's ever done. Like QuakeCon has been very, like, even it, a lot it's of Bethesda more... fans. It's not a, yeah, that's not a, that's not a big games press event. That's a, that's a LAN. That's yeah. That's, that's a fan service. Yeah. That's a, that's a big like fan convention where people go and play quake and stream. Like it's turned into this big stream thing. Um, like, you know, YouTubers go there and make content. It's not so much, you know, big announcements unless it's within the Unreal Engine. Yeah. Um, and that's very specific too. like what kind of game in the Unreal Engine, um, you know, and then you've got like fighting games. They all show off their new fighting games at Evo. Um, and I, I don't think there's an Evo this year. And I know the other, I forget the name, but there's another big fighting game convention tournament meetup thing. Uh, that's not going to happen this year. They've already announced. So I, I don't think we see a physical convention. I think we see something like, you know, the game awards on Twitch or something like that, where we see it happen. Um, oh, or, you know, the Twitch con line or whatever the fuck they're going to call it. Um, I, I think that's where you see the next Starfield announcement. I don't think you see it as part of, you know, some big in-person convention this year. I think if we, if we see anything, it's going to be on YouTube one way or another or on Twitch. And then eventually on YouTube, 20 minutes later, um, I, I don't what think I would you see like, a big crowd of people anywhere this year. You know what I think would make, um, every one of these like reveals or conditions, but especially E3 a thousand times better is if everyone in the audience, if everyone watching through something like Twitch could vote, to make whichever guy on the stage is talking, stop talking. Yeah. Like, get him off the... Dude, it's like when Blizzard comes out and we're all waiting for a new Diablo reveal. Yeah, we're going to be ultimately disappointed that you gave us Diablo Immortal, sure. Right. But if I could skip the 25 minutes of build-up by the world's worst public speaker first, that would be fucking great. Yeah, and like... You're you're just not like the first thing to go. There were no more booth babes because that was bad. And then it was oh well now we're letting the general public into E3 and all of the industry people that were going. It was like an industry convention. Okay, well now it's all in closed doors meetings and all of that stuff is scheduled and set up separately. And now E3 is PAX. And you're just seeing stuff that was already announced or you're seeing announcements for things that are pretty much done. You know what I mean? Like here, uh, you know, and now you can go play it on the show floor. 
sort of thing. Um, you're not seeing announcements like Starfield. Like that was kind of the last year for that was like 2018. And, you know, like even 2019, all those big announcements were kind of done either beforehand so that they could show it off there or they were done in a totally separate channel like Sony did with Last of Us 2. So, yeah, which was not great because I didn't even know there was a Last of Us 2, which is kind of the problem. Like, well, I knew it I knew it up to now, but like it took me a while to figure out. Well, it was out a big was deal like... online. Like you definitely were in the minority. Like everybody paying attention definitely knew that was happening. I, mean, I knew a lot of people that game constantly. The the problem is I think the difference between the online chatter and people that play a shit ton of video games. Like yeah, you know that if you keep up with Twitter and Reddit, but the like fucking 80% of the population that plays games, even streamers, don't fucking check any of that shit. Right, they just hear about it from a friend or they see it when it pops up on a main channel of something. Right, exactly. And that that's kind of why I think with Starfield being a new IP, I think we see it go through like TV ads and like you know, main media advertising. I don't think we see it go through any sort of like games convention announcement because those have become not in person, at least for the next year. Um, so any Dude, sort of like big be. announcement, I think we see some sort of like, you know, fucking tonight show spot or something like that. Um, yeah, no, yeah, that's fair. Like they definitely have been known to do a lot of the, the real world advertising. Yeah. Over the, so like I you know I and they're always dramatic so I'm expecting even if they just go out to fucking pick a famous location in the US and do something as an, a live or, event like or I like, don't know that or like paint a fucking Tesla rocket or something you know like Starlink is partnered with Starfield for this launch of a rocket and our game <laughs> like they're gonna, they're gonna pay to name one of Elon Musk's SpaceX you know seriously. Like that that's the kind of shit that I would expect more than like, hey, we're gonna show up at E three in person and nobody else is gonna be there. Like one of them made me angry because I didn't know that it was even a thing. Um was when they did I don't remember if it was the reveal for Fallout seventy six or Fallout Four. Yeah. If like her thing, like, oh I would have loved to go to that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just such a different world. Like, it was nice when you could just be like, oh, I'm just going to pay attention to E3 this week and find out everything that happens. And now it's like, oh, I've got to watch the Nintendo Direct and the Sony press conference and, you know, the fucking Xbox Live announcement. And I've got to go, you know, check out this interview on Giant Bomb or go watch this YouTube documentary. Like, there's 87 different places you've got to keep track of. And you're right. Like the general public doesn't see that stuff. The only time they see it is like when it's on TV or it becomes trending on Twitter or YouTube or something like that. And the whole world, you know, gets notified of it. Right. Um, um But I, you know, even, even Nintendo direct is like falling apart. Um, like Pokemon channel more or less does their own thing now. Like they didn't even announce the new Pokemon games on the Nintendo direct. Right. 
in through Pokemon's channel, which honestly I'm kind of fine with because the Nintendo Directs are so... Well, and they, they, had, like, pick... their, they had their whole thing with uh, What's-His-Face, Post Malone, which, what a fucking weird mashup. Yeah, that was um, that was not the choice that I was expecting. Yeah, that that was definitely not what I was expecting. I was like, okay, so do Pokemon characters have face tattoos now? What are we doing here? They're popping uh, zannies. Yeah, fucking hardcore Pokemon, like Pikachu's over here with a fucking pistol and a face tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what are we doing over here? Can we fucking relax? Team Rocket needs to blast off again. Yeah, I had to reread the Post Malone thing a couple of times because I was like, why Post Malone? Of all the fucking people, you could have I thought it was it. a joke. Like, I didn't think it was real. I thought people were yeah, just, like, was... making a meme. Yeah, no, I didn't think any of that was real. Um, but well, no, like, I've been watching some of the Nintendo Directs, and they're just like, you're waiting for them to announce anything good. And even when they do, if it's like a new Zelda thing, it's very brief. Yeah. And then they're like, let's take five minutes to talk about the new Splatoon. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. Right. Who, or like, like, hey, we is, put are you Super making... Mario in Animal Crossing this week. Yeah, I'm like, did you make like is who is the nintendo direct for is it for five-year-olds eight-year-olds 13-year-olds 20-year-olds what i don't understand well that's the problem they don't either <laughs> like and then just come out and say some weird stuff where they're just like we thank you very much for playing our games we enjoy having you with us here's something else you might enjoy, which is totally and completely different, and now for a different console. I'm like, oh, okay. And we've also added two more anime characters to Super Smash Brothers that are $25 a piece. Please enjoy them. Give us your money. Oh my god. Last Nintendo Direct was just a non-stop circus of weaviness, and I, I was so frustrated by it. Yeah. Everything was. was anime. Yep. They're all about that money. Don't forget Japan. Every time I go anywhere video game related now, even Magfest, it's just anime shit everywhere. And in the back of my head, all I can think of is every single one of those people we went to college with that refused to do anything but anime. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That's all I can think about now. All right, sir. Well, I got to wrap this up. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's a lot of good to look forward to. Um, I don't think it's Outriders, but I, I think there's I think there's still video game hope in the world. Um, and I, the one thing I do like about Outriders demo is that it was a demo and not a beta. You know that they were just they didn't put it behind a paywall. They didn't say like, oh, you know, you've got to pre-order the game to play this demo. They just said, here's the demo. Go play it, please, and buy the game. I mean, so, I do miss I do miss demos. I, I would nice like to, to see play. more of the whole, you know. Right before you buy. I, yeah, I, I'm tired of going to GameStop and giving them and telling them, hey, move my $5 to this thing and give me a receipt with a number on it, please. Like. I'm never going to buy this game from you, but Hey, how about that demo access? Like, yeah, fuck. I, I'm tired of that bullshit. Just give me a game demo, like put it on a timer. If you must, um, I can change the clock on my computer, I guess, 
but yeah but uh yeah that was fun man um now i'm i cannot wait to revisit this when we do get starfield info one day one day we'll have to look back to all the times we were 2027 where's the fucking starfield info 2027 when uh Star Citizen and Starfield release on the same day. <laughs> oh my god. And then they both crash everyone's computer. Yeah, and then a fucking asteroid happens. That's that's how this ends. But uh, all right, man. We'll have a good evening and uh you guys thanks for listening um to our our two and a half hour rambling about demos. Yeah. It's but, it's been uh, fun. Yeah. And we will uh, see you guys next week, most likely. Yep. See y'all later.